to let guys like Stuttering John in. From Florida. It's episode number four. 69. Are you a boner guy? Oh, I was a boner guy. You know what? I miss penis. What are you talking about? I'm the one who should apologize. By the way, for those people that are in the back, remember to shut the fuck up. Cuz. Cuzaroo, Cuzaroo, Slaparoonie. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, everyone. It's the Welcome to another episode of Hoity's Podcast, the only show that's half comedy, half reporting, and half musical. I'm your host, Carl. With me today. A man who was delusional about his podcasting skills long before Suttering John was. It's the GOAT from the All Apologies podcast. It's Andy Q. Public, a.k.a. Trucker Andy. What's up, Andy? Let's talk shit. Please go to whoarethese.com, get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and link to Patreon Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. And of course, when you sign up on either Patreon or Supercast or YouTube... You get the link and you can watch us live, as many people are doing right now on YouTube, watching us every Saturday and Wednesday. Also, we encourage our listeners, go ahead and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you review podcasts, and then shit all over us in the comment section. Today, we'll be talking about the falling out between Howard Stern and Suttering John Melendez. And after that, yesterday was one of the craziest days ever in the Dabbleverse. Opie entered the Dabbleverse, KB's in the Dabbleverse, so we'll be talking about that. We'll be getting into it. Should be very interesting, but I want to start off, Andy. We, uh, we're down in Florida right now, and so yesterday was a travel day for us, which was a crazy day to be traveling with everything that was going on. But it gave me a chance to dig into, while I was on the plane, Howard Stern, after Suttering John had left the show. He left on good terms, and... Howard Stern, he was giving him some good-natured ribbing from here and there about what he was doing on The Tonight Show. But they were still friendly. Uh, Beth and Susanna are still friends. They would still get together from time to time. And there was an issue that came up a couple years after John left the show. He had an article come out in the Arizona Republic. And it's because he was in Phoenix or something promoting a stand-up gig or whatever the hell he was doing. And so Howard saw this article talking about how great it is to work at The Tonight Show. And Howard read all of this, read into this, all that was like bashing working for Howard and how great it is working for Leno. And so Howard was kind of reacting to this article. But I'll I'll tell you this, though, Andy, this is what's really interesting about this journey, because we're going to fast forward a little bit to when John went on the Adam Carolla radio show in 2008 to promote his movie, One Too Many. So at this time, we're talking about 2006, probably. At this time, Howard is still not angry with John per se. He's mad at Leno. Howard and Leno had a big falling out over all of this. But he's not concerned with what John is saying. And this actually sticks up for John, which is very interesting. But I pulled some, you know, Gary, him and and John have an interesting past. Fred does not like John. Ralph, we're going to hear, come on. He is not a, a John fan. Uh, Robin is back and forth on it. So you're going to hear a lot of different opinions here. And I love what Gary says on uh, this clip. The, all the guys are coming and telling me stuff because they're all afraid to say it. To but John's rap used to be that he paid his dues because he spent all those hours waiting outside of celebrity interviews. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> 
mean, after all the questions we wrote down for him? John's <laughs> rep used to be that he paid his dues. Really? What say you, dues <laughs> yeah, payer? We have a second dues payer, apparently. So they were talking about how John acts like he had this really big career on the Howard Stern Show. And Howard's going, I mean, look at He answered the phones. He didn't work full-time. It wasn't a full-time job. He came in, answered the phones, and he left. And, yeah, we had him do celebrity interviews. And John thinks that because he had to wait around for these celebrities, that that uh, made it you know a, a full-time job. He was so busy with the Howard Stern Show. Because what you're going to hear in a lot of this is the fact that John continually complains about what his pay was. And Howard says over and over again, this is not supposed to be a full-time job. You, we, you came in as an intern. We didn't pay you anything. And then we found a job for you. We gave you a little bit of money. But you were not supposed to be doing this full-time. This yeah. is just a morning show. And, you know, if you want to be here, great. If you don't, if you can make more money somewhere else, go somewhere else and make more money. Yeah. I had to do something that I didn't enjoy doing. I wouldn't normally do this in my everyday life. So work was hard. That's why you get paid to do it. Well, You're that- doing shit that... Nobody else wants to do. And that's the thing that John, he does not understand this. When you start somewhere as an intern and they're paying you zero, they're not going to respect your time. Right. You're never going to get to a place where they're just like, well, Seth Suttering John guy's invaluable. We have to pay him whatever he wants because we can't let him go. It's like, no, 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 no. He was there as an intern. We paid him nothing. Grillo, same thing. The way that you get ahead in whatever industry you're in, whether it's radio or just show business in general, is you kind of have to, you know, you get your start and then you have to jump around and build your career. And John thought he was just, and we're going to get into this. Howard gave him a lot of opportunities. He got his own radio show on K-Rock. He got a lot of different opportunities to do things to further his career that he failed at. But the point is you don't just get hired from an internship and then all of a sudden you're making as much money as the host or $2 million yeah. a year. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You have to prove that you're a value added. Right. And then, and then be uh, successful at the opportunities that are presented to you, not squander them and be a miserable failure. Well, he did just the opposite. So John is talking about during in this article, he's being interviewed. He's talking about how the Tonight Show is great. It's not a toxic work environment like his previous employer. And Gary rightfully points out that uh, John was the problem. He was the reason why it was a toxic work environment. And then there's, you know, everybody else at the Tonight Show is wonderful. There was a lot of angst around here, apparently. He didn't really enjoy yeah, it. But, you know, Gary made a great point about that. Like, John goes, there was a lot of angst around here. You know, now it's such a nice environment at the Tonight Show. Yeah. The only guy creating angst was John. John loved <laughs> He created angst. He, listen, he used to write me about being... Pussy whipped and you know being a uh, you know and he would goof on Artie incessantly and he would make fun of everybody and then when you turn the tables back on him he'd get all bummed out but no. he created most of the angst on the show. So John yeah. was the shitster. He says that himself and he's like, man, there's a lot of angst working on the Howard Stern show. Yeah, because of you, asshole. <laughs> You're the one tattletaling on everyone and, and talking about. I was out with Jackie last night. And he had seven beers at the Yankees game and oh, I just saw Gary fell asleep on the job. And he's going around tattling on everyone. And they're just like, geez, I don't know about working for the Howard Stern show. Those guys are jerks over there. Yeah. What an asshole. Yeah. There's a lot of things that we're going to find out as we play these clips. What's fascinating about this is that nothing has changed. When we think about the transformation of John, and I'm talking about John, not his children, the transformation of John over these past few years as we've been scrutinizing him, he's changed a lot in his appearance, the way he talks, 
There's a lot of things that have changed, but his general attitude and demeanor has not. He's always been this guy. And for all the things that we talk about where John's kind of an asshole and difficult to deal with, we're going to see that this was always true going back to 1988 when they hired him as an intern. So after this, they talk about how Howard still hangs out with John because Beth and Susanna are friends. And that's really, and Howard even says, he goes, listen, I, I've, I used to hang out with John, but it's only because Beth and Susanna, like he'd come over to the house. If we had a lot of people over to the house, they'd be invited along with everyone. And, you know, may, maybe we went out for dinner every now and again, because the, the women would coordinate stuff like that. Howard paints this picture that it wasn't really Howard and John having a friendship, which I thought was, was interesting because Howard explains when John tries to call him, Howard's not returning his phone calls. He happened to be in Vegas. He never, that same he never came over he to me. He said he called and he called you never you. returned his uh, call. Oh, when? And let me ask you something. How many times have you heard John say the whole time he was working here, he called me and I didn't return his call? A million times. Exactly. <laughs> when do I sit and return John Melendez's calls? Right. I don't. I'm not really looking to hang with John Melendez. Direct. And this is <laughs> again. Let me just point out the overarching theme of this is that he doesn't have a problem with John at this point in time and he's going yeah. I, I don't want to hang out with the fucking guy what do you i'm not we're not friends yeah as long as john's not making himself a problem right but that flies in the face of everything that john ever says about this this phase of his relationship with howard where they would be hanging out in the Ham- hamptons and getting high and hammered and having we a great jogging time together we worked out i went to something's house i know this is gonna be me uh, <laughs> 10 years from now i used to come down to watp south and yeah. there was so, so much uh scatological sex was had this is the only room the be- wall behind me that's not covered in uh <laughs> yes, feces I know. of all the dirty butt sex that i've had here it's pretty crazy but i will point out our wives are friends. That's the only reason why Andy is For in my now. I'm, I'm Until, saying that. They're not. <laughs> I, just, I just want to say that. I'm putting it out there now. So 10 years from now, I can be like, I was never friends with trucker Andy. How dare you <laughs> even imply that. So this is kind of fun because Howard explains that John's creating this controversy in this article where he's talking about he had issues with this thing and that thing. And there's a reason why John does that. Listen, a narcissist wants to think people have problems with him because then people are involved in thinking about him. I don't spend a minute thinking about John. Even back then, wow. we're going back wow. 20 years, and Howard's going, this guy's a narcissist. <laughs> he thinks that everyone is consumed with him. We're not. We don't give a fuck. He left the yeah. show, and Howard even says uh, multiple times, he goes, I was happy for him. I wished him well. The show's doing fine. We don't worry about him leaving or whatever. It's great. I'm glad he got a better opportunity. But John likes to make it seem like, and he even says this, well, when I left, they couldn't replace me. They had to get both Sale and Richard. It's like Sale and Richard do very different things than what you did on that show. They don't answer the phone. Well, was it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Was it Jason Kaplan who was the other guy that was always running around, yes. like squealing on after, the people in the back after room? After John left, he kind of took on that role. Yes, that was after John. Were they ever there together? I think at the so. Same time, I think so. But Jason Kaplan got a, a much bigger role when they moved to Sirius. Right. Okay. But so it's not like I don't know that 
John invented this culture of uh, no Howard just is like creating problems, right? Howard brilliantly. It was like reality TV. I guess, I mean, I'm not saying that he invented this on radio or anything like that, but he made you interested in all the ancillary characters on that show. People that you would not give a fuck about. Scott, the engineer, you know, just a a nothing of a person. And, you know, all of a sudden we're doing a whole two weeks about Scott, the engineer and what a loser (laughs) he is. And we're all captivated by it. Like, why would anyone (laughs) care? But he was great at that. So now we're going to get Ralph Sorella calling in. Because he, he wants to weigh in on uh, Stuttering John. He, he got a very show. nice life out of it. That's right. And you think on some level he should be grateful, but That's he's right. not because he thinks he's um, spe- so special he would be there anyway without you. No, he yeah. does. He's delusional. Yeah. Yeah. So Howard points out that John is delusional. And I love that Ralph, again, 20 years ago, was saying that John thinks he would have made it in show business with or without Howard Stern because he's delusional. He doesn't understand. And John has said that himself. So, yes, Ralph is spot on with that. And nothing could be further from the truth. He got hired as an intern because he stutters. Yeah. I mean, if that was the case, why are you inserting all of these celebrity friends of Howard into your music video? Like these people would never appear in anything that you put that you did solo without your relationship to Howard. You you don't think that Sting is just calling up John? Hey, can I do a cameo (laughs) in something you're up to? Uh, I'm just I'm bored. I'm looking for shit to do. Yeah, no kidding. I, I, I was listening to his album. Every song is a ripoff of another. Like this is the Soundgarden ripoff song. This is the STP ripoff song. This is the Blind Melon ripoff song. They're all just aping other you know, more popular things. And uh, yeah, after we get done with know, the book just... on Patreon, we get done with John's book, which we have one more episode to go. Yeah. I want to get into his first album. I want to start breaking first. that down. He has more than one. He's three albums, but there's only there's only he one. Does? Yeah, there's only one on a major label though. The Suttering, I see. Suttering John uh, is on Atlantic Records, and spoiler, they're going to point out later in these clips that I have that if John was such a scary talent, why isn't he a rock star? He did get an album on a major label. If he's really good, he could have turned that into a career in music. <laughs> Right. So obviously that did not work out. So now we're fast forward to the wrap up show after this show. So they comment on the article. Now the wrap up show, Fred Norris makes an appearance. He doesn't normally make appearances on the wrap up show, but that's when Fred actually talks. So it was good to hear him on here. This is where everybody is wrong. I do not hate, I will go on record. I do not hate stuttering John. However, I do feel that everybody's romancing his past. Uh, everybody forgets what a, I'm little, not. what a little dick he was. I'm not. It's funny because I was just talking to Jason Kaplan about that. And because uh, I was in there talking to Sal and blah, 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 blah. And I was trying to make up with him from yesterday. I said, listen, I know I said you're like stuttering John, but you're not like stuttering John. It's like, you're funny. Stuttering John is not. Anyway. John can be funny at times. When? Name one time he was fun. When he's not stuttering, when is he funny? When, when, the interviews he did were great, even though you, yeah, got, even though you wrote them. Quick, I got yeah. questions for and, him. And he, <laughs> yeah. I love it. like, name one time he was funny when he wasn't stuttering. Gary goes, well, the interviews he did, he's like, I wrote those. That's why they were funny, dummy. So I love Fred there. He, he's really just speaking the truth. Yeah. John was not a funny guy. He never was. They made him funny. Okay. Multiple conversations of Howard explaining to John that he's not funny. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, we've documented that before, but that's also Fred saying it. So mm-hmm. this is nuts right here. And this is – you won't be surprised by this at all because of what we know about Suttering John Melendez here in 2023. Let's go back to Suttering John Melendez in the 90s. What was John doing? 
He was abusing any amount of power that he had. And I don't even think Howard knew about this. Sal was telling me, you know, John was the keeper of the gate on the phones. What will the, oh, yeah. the phone screener. Sal told me that uh, uh, he called in one time and he said something negative about John. Or not even that negative, but John took it as negative. He put Sal on two weeks probation. Not taking your phone call for two weeks. Marianne from Brooklyn told me the same thing. So you have these regular callers calling into the Stern show. They say something negative about John. He stops putting them on the air. How petty? How yeah. petty can you possibly yeah. get? Dude, how thin-skinned is he? He's okay. got to let people know, oh, no, you don't talk shit about me. Then I won't let you through. What a pussy. He hasn't changed a single bit, nope. has he? Not su- I wasn't surprised by anything I heard, yeah. but I did light up in my seat as I was this. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the John I know, too. It makes perfect sense. Okay, so now fast forward a couple of years after this. John goes on the Adam Carolla radio show. And he's promoting his movie and Tahiti Village, which we'll talk about. John has always got some kind of scam going, some kind of angle. He's working. We'll get into that. But Howard's pissed at John at this point. Because in this interview, and Adam was leading him in this direction, which is brilliant by Adam Carolla. As you know, I'm a fan of, uh, of Adam Carolla. And Adam actually was offered Artie's job. Adam has, has been on the Howard Stern Show many times he sat in for weeks at a time before when they were looking for someone to replace Jackie, and Adam was their, you know, their, they uh, decided first choice. Yeah, they, they they decided he was the guy. The thing with Adam is that he is a host. He he hosts his own morning <laughs> radio show in LA and other markets, so he didn't want that gig. But anyway, Howard's pissed. Somebody played me an interview that Stuttering John gave on the Adam Carolla show, and I had no, I used to have no beef with Stuttering John. Uh-oh. Now I think he's a fucking asshole. Uh oh, what happened yeah. there? He could, he could stay a fucking way from me, a mile away. Uh oh, hello. Hi, he's a douchebag. So he's on Adam's show complaining about how poorly I treated him, didn't give any money. I'm like, you know, douchebag. You're lucky you had a first job in radio through me. This is the thing, <laughs> and Howard really drives this point home. But John has no gratitude. John thinks that everyone owes him shit. And so rather than look at it and say, listen, I'm just thankful I have to be on the show. I mean, have you ever listened to Artie Lang? Artie Lang, who had a whole career before Howard Stern, he was on Mad TV. He was in movies. He was in the sitcom Norm. He had all this stuff going on. He goes on Howard Stern. If you ever hear Artie talk about Howard Stern after being on that show, he was so grateful for that opportunity. He feels bad he fucked it up. He understands how great that is to be on the Howard Stern show. John just thinks he deserved it all along. He's just like, yeah, I don't know. They didn't give me enough money. And the fucking asshole is like, no, you have to be on the Howard Stern show. Turn that into something. He, you know how he is. If he offers to do something that he never ends up doing, like take care of your cats that don't exist. Right. Well, you're not in Florida. Then he's, he's earned that, you know, that respect of something that he's done. And he thinks that he should have been that third chair. So like his offer to or desire to want to do it is as good as actually having done it in Correct. his mind. Correct. It's bizarre. It's a, it's a weird yeah. I, Again, I think it's narcissistic behavior. It's it's definitely a personality flaw. Yeah. For sure. So this is Fred Norris again chiming in. As soon as they start talking about, and Fred's not a talkative guy. They start talking about stuttering John being an asshole. He's got a lot to say. <laughs> if anybody ever wants to know why I have a problem with John, uh-huh. that is the very reason right yeah, there. Oh, his and logic cutting, is weird. Cutting to the core, there is this arrogance 
that yeah. John has that he feels he is better than, that he deserves more than. He thinks he's a big talent. Yeah. I That's mean, the that, goof. That, if there was a beef. And by the way, if Jay Leno's paying him so much, why is he doing Tahiti Village? Right. You know, I mean, if there was is a beef, he's yeah, yeah, he was, and then he was throwing him. He's always plugging. He's always, you know, he's always got some scam going. <laughs> yeah, but this is uh, to a T. I'm hope... sorry, Carl. Real quick, yeah. I'm sorry. Not this. What is uh, Tahiti Village? Oh, I'll get into that. Okay. All right. uh, well, well, we're going to play John plugging it on Adam's show, and I'll tell you what okay. that is because there's it's actually kind of funny. But I I hope Fred's paying attention to the Dabbleverse because this is exactly what Fred was saying. 15 years ago, 17 years ago, whatever this was, I think it was around 2008 that this all went down. And he's going, John thinks he's, he's this scary talent. And like every everything revolves around him. That's what he keeps saying about the Dabblers. He's the goat. He's the reason. He's the, No, John, you're a buffoon. <laughs> you're a buffoon. That's why we're all ripping on you. It's not because you're a scary talent. It's not because you're the New York Yankees of podcasting. I can promise you that. <laughs> Fucking idiot. So this is great. We're not mincing any words here. Fuck you, you talentless fuck. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, honestly, he stuttered. He's on there about how I didn't stick up for him. What a fucking asshole. I mean, really. I mean, just shut your fucking pie hole, asswipe. I'm a grateful fuck. Love it. All of that needed to be said and was said so perfectly. The other thing about these clips is I'm, you know, listening to Howard Stern from 2006, 2008, and that was when I think you and I were both avid listeners of the Howard Stern show, listening every day, and I miss it. It's such a great yeah. show. It's so yeah. it's so compelling, it's so fun and interesting. And the thing that I noticed, one of the big differences as I'm pulling the clips from this version of the Howard Stern show versus current Howard Stern and I go and I pull clips from that. Yeah. It's so oh much God. dead air. It's so boring. The current state of Howard Stern, he moves along so slowly. The pacing of it is brutal. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it takes forever to say nothing. And back then, I'm pulling clip, clip, clip. He's like, fuck you, John. You're talentless piece of shit. You had a stutter. Get over yourself. So it's fucking yeah. great. <laughs> I loved it back then. It was so much more fun. The, the current state of the Stern show is just, so polar opposite of yeah. what made everybody like it. I just, I just don't understand. I I just covered Imus on uh, all apologies. Yeah. And I just what Howard has become is uh, it's disappointing is what it is. Well, it's so Howard uh, hates the audience that he built. He said this in that meeting that he had where he said, our audience is all racists and homophobes, so we want to bring in Rosie O'Donnell and we want to show them to not be homophobic and blah, blah, blah. Like, he hated his audience. It reminds me of that Beastie Boys doc. I'm sure you saw it. Yeah. Yep. Where after License to Ill, you know, the Fight for Your Right to Party was supposed to be a joke song, and then all the Rob Gronkowski's of that era took it as... Gospel. I went, yeah, we do have to fight for our right to party. So the BC Boys had this fan base. It was all these like douchebag frat guys. Like, that's not what we wanted at all. So they purposely reinvented themselves to get out of that. And I think Howard's doing the exact same thing. Now, the problem is, is that it's turning off all the people like us who liked Howard. So we look right. at it and it's a total negative. And he's not really pulling it off. Yeah, he's, get, he's getting celebrity interviews, but it's, they aren't good interviews. He's just kissing their asses. It's right. not comedy anymore. He's yeah. just kissing the asses of celebra- of A-list celebrities now, 
and it's obnoxious. All right. This is John now on Adam Carolla explaining that Howard was cheap. Well, let me hear it. Did you ever think, expect, or hope that the boss man would kick something down to you? Of course, Adam. I mean, that, I mean, listen, you know, I love Howard and all, but my biggest... No, you don't. ...has always been on that show that, you know, they just don't take care of people financially, and it was... It was my job to take care of John financially. Oh, by the way, I mean, the, the big the big rap against John with his, yeah. his, uh, his traveling comedy review, yeah. I didn't think the truth can finally be told, and I don't know if Jim has ever spoken to you about this or not. But other comedians used to come up to me, like after and John, John left, didn't pay them. John right, got right. the lion's share. He came out, was Huck Finn, basically said, okay, here's our next comedian. These guys did all the heavy lifting. John took the lion's share of the money and paid them like 100 yeah, bucks Mr. per person. Generous. Brilliant observation by Fred right there, because John loves to complain. Howard was so cheap. He was making so much money. They could have given me more money. Meanwhile, John was doing the Sittering John and Friends tour with Jim Florentine, who's dating Robin at this time. And Fred mm-hmm. makes it a point to say, Jim's not the one who told me this, but other comics have told me they paid him like shit. I think Nick DiPaolo probably is one of those guys because I've heard that from him. But So John was taking most of the money and doing none of the work. He just right. put his name on this thing. They sold out a theater, and then all the comics had to make it entertaining for the audience, mm-hmm. and John kept the money. So I, I love that John loves to play this game of he's so amazing. We'll get into some stuff in a little while, he's talking about his charity work and all the stuff that he does. He's always giving what? back. Yeah, it's it's insane. That whatever John's so delusional, his delusions go above and beyond anything that we could comprehend. So you get to a point where you go, This can't be real. I don't know yeah. anyone in my life who operates like this. This can't be a real person. It is. That's why the Dabbleverse is thriving right now. No one can believe that any of this is real. So, again, Howard goes on to explain it was never meant to be a full-time job. It was a beginner job. And Howard even says, he goes, he's complaining about how much money we paid him. And you know, you know Howard's rap. He made four dollars an hour his first gig or 200 bucks a month or whatever the fuck money he made back in the 70s when he first started. He goes, did I sit there and complain about how much money I made? No. I... Made the money that I made, got better at what I did, and then sent tapes around, moved to different markets, moved on, kept going from different station to different station until I got offers of a lot more money. That's how you do it. That's how you move ahead of your career. You don't just start working at your first job, just go, well, I know you used to pay me four bucks an hour, but how about uh, 2.5 mil a year now? That's that's never how that works. (laughs) Well, he got over to the... To the tonight, he made that move. He did. That was a, it that was a level. Him. There was a level up. Huge level. And up. he did not execute the opportunity. Yeah. He didn't make. He didn't make the most of that and turn it into whatever the stuttering John show that comes on after Leno. That's what he should have done, and he couldn't. He could have done a lot of different things. Yes, he, he didn't pull off anything. Because now we see him sitting in his disgusting, disgusting apartment. I would pay, John, if you're listening to me, I think I would pay $2,500 to get a tour of your apartment. I want to see what it looks like. (laughs) Don't clean up. I know you won't. But I turn the camera on, start walking around. I want to see what's doing in there. Yeah, I would love MTV that. MTV Cribs style yes. uh, tour of Stuttering John. Fascinating. MT- MTV, reach out to Stuttering John and set that up. I didn't pull this clip because it's too long. But the other day, he gets up and takes a shit in the middle of his show. 
And he thinks he's being entertaining. He's yelling, oh, fucking hell, my roids, bro. You know, he's yelling and whatever. So it's annoying. And then you hear him go to the fridge and you just hear bottles rattling around. I can't tell if he's tripping on them, if he's pushing them out of his way. It's so loud. The one thing you don't hear is water running from the faucet. Yeah, you don't hear him wash his hands. You don't hear him wash his hands. You do hear him get a beer. And just him moving around through his apartment, it sounds like it's a chore. Like, there's so much shit everywhere. By the time he sits down, he's winded. He's got his pillow now because of his hemorrhoids. He can't sit comfortably. And meanwhile, he wants to fight producer Joe. The fuck? He's got box after box of Tonight Show watches that he's trying to pawn. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a collector's <laughs> item. There's only 5,000. <laughs> All right, so okay, I got it. Getting back to John thinking that he was a underpaid super talent on the Howard Stern show, and then he'd go do appearances, and I'd plug them, and then I got him uh, help get him a radio show at K Rock. I mean, you, you know what? I, I would give my left nut to have my own radio show at K Rock when I was his age. Uh-huh. That don't happen by accident. He also got a lot of benefits from the um, show. You know, getting like a couple of movie roles. As yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, show. you do what like you can. Good stuff. You do what you can for. But this idea that he has that he was sort of like underpaid super talent we wrote him a bunch of questions and he went out on a red carpet and asked questions that we wrote i mean that was it and he answered our phone right and i'm, I'm all about that but the thing is that you know now to go around bad mouth me no dude you were a guy an intern who i got a job for just say thank you and shut your fucking mouth it's interesting to hear him recapping all the things that the howard stern show there's some things that howard did for him directly but there's so many things that happened to John because of the Howard Stern show. Obviously, we talked about the record deal, and the music video, but movie cameos. He was on Wings. He was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Like All these different things happened to him because of his notoriety from the Howard Stern show. The fact that he's complaining about it after the fact is insane. Yeah. He's such an asshole. Count yourself lucky, stupid. I want to point something out. Dang Lizard in the chat. Says, um, who was it again that needed money for medical reasons that, that Suttering John said about certain was so cheap he didn't give money while he himself didn't give any money either? So, um, Scott Salem's wife. Now, there is a bigger story here that I happen to know about, and I've been trying to get this guy on who knows all about it to come on the show and talk about it. He's reluctant. A lot of people are reluctant to be part of this uh, world, but Scott Salem, Scott the engineer, is a fucking liar. He's a fucking oh. liar. He had medical coverage. He had the medical. He was he was covered under Sirius. And this whole idea that he was broke and they couldn't afford treatment and woe is me and Howard's not treating me right was all a fucking scam. Scott's really? another one. Yes. Scott's a piece of shit. He's another one of these guys who's looking to scam the audience, looking to scam people, shits on Howard. And listen. Well, yeah, that's that. I mean, scamming the audience is one thing, but like painting Howard with that, like, yep. uh, um, unsympathetic brush, yep. like making him seem like a villain in that way, like he's unwilling to help somebody with cancer. Right. That's pretty deplorable. It's deplorable the way that he says it, and it's just not true. <laughs> so Scott's a piece of shit. We'll save that for another time. We're not talking about Scott today. But someday, someday we will. Okay. Ralph calls in. Of course, if you don't know the Howard Stern show well, Ralph is Howard's stylist. Howard's boyfriend. And possibly boyfriend. So Ralph <laughs> yeah. calls into the show. Again, Ralph does not like Sonnery John. Yeah, Ralph, go ahead. Oh, my God. Finally. Yeah, I'll fuck the this truth. kid. 
finally comes out, huh? Realize what a piece of shit he is, and he has always been. No one fucking forced him to stay at that job. If you're paying five dollars or five million, you know what? You don't like it? Fucking move on. Well, that's the other point right. I want to make. Was looking to hire that yeah, piece of shit. I didn't. I didn't sit and say to him, John, I have to have you. I mean, it was. It was like he kept saying to me, I want to be at the show. Can you get me some money? I go. I'll go talk to Tom, and I did. Wasn't he an intern who should have moved on? Yeah. Yes, correct. Can we get Ralph on WATP? Do I need to reach awesome. out to Ralph? Is he still associated with Howard? I hope so. After, Somebody knows. I know. I should reach out to him. After that, Howard even says, he goes, and what happened to the stutter? It's like all of a sudden, you know, he's on Adam Carolla's show. He's not doing the Hell stutter yeah. anymore. Like all the stuff that John used to do that made him interesting. All of a sudden, it's not happening anymore. So this is them explaining. John was paid what he was worth. And, John, if you were important to the show, maybe you would have made more. Uh, exactly. You're really not that important, you fucking stuttering retard. <laughs> well, that's kind of the point, too. Yeah. You were kind of paid what you were deal? worth. How and trust me, I mean, trust me, I wonder if, if, if Jay Leno isn't sitting and reevaluating that salary he gave you. Yeah. According to Mike Walker, I, yes. Yes, he did. He, <laughs> yes, he was. He was. <laughs> That came out after this conversation that Mike Walker found out from a uh, private meeting at the Tonight Show. Jay was none too happy they made that hire. So I just think that's really funny. It is great. Now, Tim Sabian jumps in. So now Tim Sabian comes in. You know, he's an executive at Sirius at this time. And he's got some things to say about this non-appreciative asshole stuttering John because they're currently working at this time, 2008, they're working on, back then, they would do all these spotlight specials. So on Howard 101, not only do they rerun old episodes, but they put together these different specials. And it'd be like, hey, let's remember Eric the actor, or let's go back and remember Beetlejuice, whatever. And so, notice I mentioned two whackpackers. So they were going to do one for <laughs> Stuttering John, and Tim was starting to work on that. What is it? We're working on a special. Uh, David Heights' team is working on a special doing yeah. a Stuttering John Spotlight. Yeah, Take it and off. initially, Take it off. Well, initially, well, initially he said, "I'll do it, but you have to run a spot for my movie once an hour." Yeah, yeah. No. And I says, "Bex Beer, our biggest advertiser, you know, doesn't run a His spot movie, once." The movie's going yeah. no. I've seen the trailer for it. It looks like it looks like fucking amateur. So hour. it gets. To- Hold on, <laughs> this is, this is fucking crazy right here. John yeah. is such an asshole. They're going to do a spotlight. Of Stuttering John and the Howard Stern Show to run on Sirius XM. John is employed at the Tonight Show, but as you can hear on Adam Kroll, and we're going to hear more clips of him on there coming up, John's constantly plugging shit. He's trying to promote different things he's doing. The movie, his stand-up gigs, Tahiti Village. So the fact that Tim Sabian reaches out and says, hey, John, can we get you to record some things? We're going to put together this package for you. And John goes, I will under these conditions. And he wants a promo for one too many every hour. I don't know what the advertising cost would be for that. As Tim just said, Beck's Beer, their biggest sponsor, isn't getting that. So we're talking about hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars worth of advertising that John yeah. needs to just do them, not even a favor, something that would help John out if he saw the big picture here. It's so funny how people are coming out of the woodwork to line up. Yeah. To shit on this guy. Isn't this funny? Both times that we were playing them talking about Stuttering John, all of a sudden, Ralph's calling in, Tim's coming into the studio, <laughs> Fred turns his mic on for the first time in two weeks. Like, everyone yeah. wants hit on this shit. Gary's in there. 
you know, doesn't run a spot. Movie, the movie's going yeah. no. It's, I, I've seen the trailer for it. It looks like it looks like fucking amateur. So hour. it gets down to the point. I says, John. I says, all the things that I've helped you out with over the years at WISP, at WCKG, promoting your comedy you shows and did. so forth. I says, help me out. Help me. Out. You know. I says, I'm asking you as a favor. He goes, Tim. I'm appalled you would even ask me that. Oh. I'm like, give me a break. He's very full. Yeah. Of well, the people no, who usually know what other people can you, give them are that's very. The, that's the other thing. People don't. And I'm sure stingy. there are other guys like Tim. Why are you I mean, begging that asshole? Yeah, really. Well, I, I said to John. I, I said, look, I says, help me out with this. And he says, I'm appalled that you would even ask a personal favor. I'm like, bite me. Hey, oh, Tim, you know what off. David Hyde should be working on? Removing John from everything in the tapes. Yeah, <laughs> up for that. <laughs> really, I mean, tell him to right. fuck himself. Yeah, so. yeah, what an ungrateful asshole. I was want to point out my buddy uh, John Marlowe in the chat is saying that the Stuttering John Spotlight did air uh, around the time that One Too Many came out. And John did get to plug his movie when he did record stuff for Sirius, but they did yes. not run those ads. And uh, John Marlowe says, unlike the spotlights for Billy and Jackie, they crammed John's spotlight into two days. <laughs> so he did not get uh, as much as I think the other guys who were a big part of the show. Back well, that's in interesting. Day. You're going to live by the sword and die by the sword with that kind of request because have you ever seen like a, a real like big ad push for something that is obviously terrible the more the more times you see something the more you're going to realize that it sucks yeah and it's something that you're not interested instead of you taking what they're offering and piquing the audience's curiosity and then may them maybe checking it out you want to like cram it down their throat till they perfectly they realize that it is shit and that's that's right. what would happen with one too many. Right. Just, I don't I don't have to see five commercials to know that that movie sucks. Well, you just heard Howard say he saw the trailer and it looks terrible. Right. And so fast forward a few uh, minutes after that, and it turns out there's more to it than just having a shitty trailer. John, in the advertisement for it showed him asking celebrities questions for the Howard Stern show. Yeah. And by the way, John's... By the way... About since how a, much he learned about radio Since I'm so not here. supportive, hey, John, your movie trailer begins with clips of the, of the stuff I own, the, the Howard Stern show interviews. Did you ask my permission, scumbag, when Tim asked you for a fucking favor? Did you ever think about that, scumbag? You're stealing my fucking material? You didn't give him permission for that? No, he didn't ask. Oh. Just took it. So fuck off, asshole. How funny is that? Here, I'll say sue him. How funny is that? That John was stealing copyrighted material that he did not own and using that to promote his movie. Meanwhile, he's starting to sue Tukey over a video that he has nothing to do with over copyrighted material. But John's quick to steal other people's stuff when it benefits him. The first page out of the Stuttering John playbook is to spotlight Howard Stern. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And, and Howard talks about that, too. I didn't pull all the clips, obviously. But the reason why John thinks that he wasn't treated correctly is because Howard doesn't, doesn't want his name on stuff that John's doing that sucks. So these guys would try to get away with stuff where they'd be like, Howard Stern Show, uh, Stuttering John and Friends, and oh, these yeah. comedy shows. And Howard's like, don't put my fucking name on that. I'm not part of this thing. That's your thing. And you know, they, oh, they you act were... like they're being treated unfairly. It's like, no, Howard Stern is very careful about what you put his name on. 
Yeah, he would get. I remember him getting furious every time and rightfully th- so. those guys would try and uh, ride his coattails. Dude, if with... you called your show Who Are These Apologies, I'd murder you. <laughs> right. So I get it. <laughs> Okay, so just, that's going to be my new my new uh, slogan. Just as good as W A T. All right, so this is um, the, again complaining that that Howard didn't give him money. He always said he doesn't want to get involved in people's salaries, but you know what, man? At some point, I think you do. Oh, oh John! John got involved. Oh, John, John, thinks, John knows what I should do. Oh, thanks, John. You fucking asshole. He's been, I, I didn't look at him bitterly then, but the only problem I had then. was then when you w- w- would go out and do these ancillary gigs, right. he, he would then be angry that you're doing them. Right. And then, when was I ever angry that you because no, you, no, you know he slapped your name about? on it? Talking about when he wanted to write a book and put how, from the Howard Stern show. No, yeah, like when he Howard would get Stern something Stern. and he would totally be using yeah. material from the show or I mean, when you he know, went on having tour, to slap your name when he went on, across the thing. When he went on tour and brought everybody from the show with him, right? And then uh, and did this shit show and then made made me look bad because people thought I had something to do with it. You and, should have let him do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I'll just sell my own. I, I don't see him walking around with the Tonight Show cast uh, doing shows. <laughs> okay, so everything we were just talking about all summed up in that clip. That's great. This is my favorite ISO. Producer Chris, get this on the board. We need this on the board. Shut the fuck up, asswipe, and suck my cock. <laughs> Fantastic. When I said... Howard Stern has lost it. This is what I mean. You're not going to hear this on Howard Stern show talking about Stuttering yeah. John. I, w- I wish. Can we please let Howard know what's going on with the Devilverse? I would love for him to come out in 2023 with this take. Shut the fuck up, asswipe, and suck my cock. Now, because John is going on the Adam Carolla show and bad-mouthing Howard, he's actually it's so selfish because at this time... Beth and Susanna are still friends. You know, I mentioned earlier the reason why they would get together is because the women were friends with each other. So they would do double dates and stuff like that. Now, he's making it very difficult because Susanna is still going to be calling up Beth and, hey, we're going to be back in New York and blah, blah, blah. And then Howard's just like, this guy's motherfucking me on the end of Crow Show. I don't want anything to do with this guy. Yeah, I don't want this fuck over at my house. So what John is doing by just being an ungrateful douche is he's actually fucking it up for his wife with a friendship that she has, a connection. Don't fucking call my girlfriend. Don't have your wife call. And really, I got to tell Beth, would you stop with the fucking phone calls to Susanna? Yeah, I mean, you can't tell John to have Susanna stop. No, I, I mean, really. That's your... Uh... This guy's a fucking tool maniac. What an ingrate. Yeah. So he's fucking it up for his wife. And let's just remember, guys, John is bad at everything he does. <laughs> what an ingrate. I mean, really, just obnoxious. Just remember where you came from. And someone gave you a shot. And it, and if the shot was so bad, you leave because you'd be a man. And you go, you know, and you go and you go do something else. John had said to me, he, he had to... If his record had taken off and had been any good, he would have been a be rock good. star. Right. If any of that had been any good. Or his acting. Remember you used to do those little acting gigs? Yeah, he's horrible. It was all horrible. Because he was good at stuttering and asking the questions we wrote for him. Did anybody begrudge him doing Tony and Tina's wedding? No. no. When did I begrudge him a thing? Right. So this is the thing is that John had tons of opportunities. He was, I mean, they plugged Atlantic Records and Howard Stern both plugged the shit out of his band. It sucked. Nobody cared about it. So it didn't go anywhere. 
He got to open for other bands, which I know he's very proud of, but it's not that impressive. You should be doing no. your own shows. Yeah. That's how that should work. Now, you asked earlier about Tahiti Village. So now we're going to yes. listen to John on Adam Carolla. And Adam's trying to wrap up the interview. And John's like, oh, but hold on. I got to tell you one too many. And I got to tell you about this thing and that thing. I just got to plug this. And th- so you hear that John's going to be like, I just got to plug this. Listen to the words he uses. He uses the word legit or legitimate, which is a weird thing to say in an advertisement or a plug for something. It makes me feel like, should I be wary of this? I just got to plug this, and this is great for uh, you and all your listeners, and uh, it's totally legit. If they call this number now, they get uh, three-day, two-night complimentary hotel stay in Las Vegas, and also uh, two tickets to a Las Vegas show. And you have the number? Yeah, and I'm going to do a screening in Vegas. So, uh, it, oh, it wow. Let's get there How real quick. How many things can you plug in one sentence? Yeah, and, and, you know, he's making a pretty good chunk of change over there tonight. So does he have to be like... Yeah, exactly. Why is he whoring himself yeah. out, Mr. Moneybags? He can't stop. What, 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 what's with the... What's with the stutter, too? Where'd it go? Well, it's here. He's stuttering a little yes, bit. A little bit. So uh, call us number 866-50-GET-IT. That's 866-50-G-E-T-I-T. And it's great, man. It's a free room, three-day, two-night, complimentary hotel stay, and, uh, you know, two tickets to a Vegas show. And it's, uh, you know, it's a cool thing. And uh, soon in April, I'll be doing a screening. I hope you come. And I, hope I, will, come. Uh, I will. I, I defy any human being to sit through that. <laughs> okay. So he's trying to get, that was the other funny thing too, is he goes, we're doing a screening for my movie, One Too Many, on the 10th of April, and then on the 15th, it comes out on DVD. <laughs> it's straight to DVD is this movie, yeah. One Too Many. So I'm still not clear what he's, he's just plugging some random Vegas deal. Okay, so Tahiti Village Resort, and this goes back a ways that John's promoting this thing, and you hear him say... Three days and two nights. Right there, I'm going, whoever promotes how many days they are in a hotel? Because those you have to yeah. check out by 11 a.m.? You're coming yeah. out as a day? Sweet. That's an old, that's an old game show uh, trick. Yeah, where right. they, it's okay. When you win something you on match so. game. Yeah. So, All right. I see. So the, uh, let me just get this straight. Yes. This is an off there. I'm assuming Tahiti Village said, you can have this deal if you plug this deal to while you're like plugging things. No. Like I feel like he's It's worse than he, that. He's Oh, it's worse than that? Because that, that. that, that's the only reason I could think that he would bother plugging that. As it, if he was getting it for free. It's worse than that, Andy. What okay. it is right. Tahiti Village, as far as I know, this is still going on. It's one of these things where you know you notice how he says two tickets to a Vegas show, like whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. So it is a timeshare. It's one of these okay. things where they bring you in. It's high-pressure sales. Hey, man, we're giving you two nights free, so you just got to sit here for eight hours today and hear this sales pitch until you say yes, or else we just keep you in here. There's a great South Park about that. Yeah. So There's a great uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia about it, too. Yes, it's a timeshare scam. <laughs> Where they just so he's they pressure you. Timeshares so now. basically, what's happening is John is going to get a commission on anyone that he brings to this Tahiti village who signs up for a timeshare. What the? That's fuck? the scam. This is this That's... is the guy who works for the Tonight Show at this time. He doesn't need to be doing shit like this. And this is the point right. that Howard and Robin are making. Like, what are you doing? Have some dignity. <laughs> He has, to turn everything, I, he has to turn everything into money. And look at him now. He's flat fucking broke. 
How did that happen? He is doing so many things. All right, last clip I have here. This is the salary talk. Oh, here he is talking about his starting salary at K-Rock because, because he was such an incredible talent. Starting? He was nothing! I mean, the truth is, Adam, and you know how, you know, radio, well, you get a lot more than I ever did, but, you know, for me, my first salary at K-Rock was uh, $10,000 a year. Oh, yeah. oh that's crazy. Doing? How would they overlook him? Howard, what was your starting salary in radio? Well, first of all, uh, it was my radio show. Yeah, he was actually but, I mean, on the, the radio. The fact of the matter friend. is, when I'm he did, the point he, I'm he, trying to make, starting, nobody no, no, no. starts off making money. No, his money. starting salary, he's lying. His starting salary was free. That's he, right. He was an yeah. intern. He started paying him for something he did for he free. Said, he said to me, I enjoy myself here. I want to hang around. Is Can you get me some money? I said, I don't know if they'll pay any interns. I said, if you want. So they gave him 10 grand. And I said, John, I wouldn't make a life I wouldn't make a life plan of staying here. He doesn't realize what a gift he got. I mean, yeah. I, and, you know, and this isn't just blowing smoke up your ass. It's like the fact that he was an intern. Where in this universe does an intern become a part of the, the most major radio program in all of history? Right. And that was in 1990. See, they can't believe how ungrateful he is. They can't believe it. They yeah. can't wrap their heads around it. I, I still can't. I know. Chuck Chaka Khan in the chat says, friend owns a Tahiti Village timeshare. It's gross. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm sure it's not a scam. I'm sure it's wonderful. And what else did I say earlier? Uh, I'm sure yeah. Scott Salem's a great guy. And uh, it's really sad that that happened to his wife. All right. Now that we've cleaned up all the disclaimers we need to get through. <laughs> Tahiti Village is full of uh, uncleaned litter boxes and empty Coors cans. No, that's John's house you're thinking of. Oh, okay. You're thinking of John's house. All right. It is time for our... Cringe of the Week. Cringe of the Week. And today's Cringe of the Week comes to us from Trucker Andy. Oh, yes. I was checking out some uh, Jerry Banfield music. Okay. And it it's just incredible how untalented some people can be at just a complete lack of rhythm. When and it yet comes... he, he makes a song every day. He's up to hundreds of songs at this point. Right. So he's not but... discouraged by his lack of talent, which is incredible to me. <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, a quote-unquote rap song. It's just the first verse, and then clip two is the, the chorus of it. And just pay attention to how offbeat everything is about it. It's so ridiculous. Still searching for this. Elementary dreams, young mind so pure. Thinking about the future, what it have in store. I've been on the lonely road, nice, cold, and long. Looking for one to make my heart strong. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Feel free to rehearse and then do it on the internet. I don't know. Oh, no, this was take 10. Dude, he does not understand how syllables work at all. He really doesn't. Yeah. Can't cram that many syllables into a line, dummy. (laughs) You know what? Andy and I were talking about this yesterday because uh, Andy is him and his brother both love Jerry Banfield. We all do because he is one of these guys who has zero self-awareness. He he puts out so much content. It's all so terrible and he never stops. And that's fascinating. But at the same time, he's not a douchebag like some of these other guys. He's not like Tom Myers and Opie and these guys who are just pricks. He seems like a nice guy who just doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So it's not as fun to point and laugh at Jerry, but it is fun from time to time. It is when you're doing this. That's true. All right, let's check out the chorus of this fantastic song. Yeah, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Loyalty is my promise, my pledge to you. Better, guide me through. Together we'll rise side by side, facing our flaws and one knee time. 
to you. Help me become better. Guide me through. Together we'll rise side by side. Facing our flaws, no more need to hide. I got my flaws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you sure do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, love the, I love the end, uh, the beginning of the second chorus in there, just to show how he, he was pivoting out, uh, just like completely offbeat. Well but done. I thought he was saying low T is my promise. Yeah, that's what I thought at first, too. Yeah, low T is my promise. I can't get it up, and I don't even want to. Like, what the fuck? It's a weird thing to rap about, but there's probably a niche for it. I don't know. Yeah. My low T crew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Since we're doing music, Andy, thanks for introducing that. I have a couple of uh, submissions into the holiday song parody contest. And yes. This is not just a contest, although it is a contest. We are making a holiday WATP album. And I'm excited to tell you we got two submissions since our last episode from a couple of the greats. I have not listened to either of these because I trust these guys. I know they do a great job. So we're going to start off with Mr. Magenta with a song called Gross Stuttering Slime. I'm a gross, stuttering slime full of beer. Oh, my liver is swelling while everyone's yelling, so Rosas is near. I'm a drunk, bumbling swine with no beer. I'm the wine, whiniest bitch boy of all. <laughs> Yeah, I'm constantly harassed cause all of these podcasts are busting my balls. I'm the most retarded loser of all. There'll be cause cans for toasting, revenge porn for posting while saying that it's all a joke. There'll be the same old stories from days of my glory, those unfunny bits long ago. Remember when I said Baba Booey had big teeth? That's still funny, right? Oh shit, the key change. I'm a gross, stuttering slime made of beer. There'll be puppets for doxing and assholes for boxing into the new year. I'm a schmuck way past his prime, and all I do is whine. A gross, stuttering slime. Carl's a queer. Oh, uh, it's okay when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Mr. Machetta. Holy shit. There's Killing some fucking it. bangers in there. All right. And then uh, the next submission we have is Drunken Fool from Tony Muskrat. We all know that Opie has putrid skunk fart. And Zumok fucks black men a real mud shark. But both of those losers are getting old. So pull up some cat shit and breathe in some mold. <laughs> John Melendez, the drunken fool, grabs his sheets to wipe his stool. Sexually aggressive when he's drunk, wiping off his hemorrhoid blood. A stunt boy from Howard Stern, a bloated drunk that'll never learn. And now he's doxing people too, cause he's a piece of poo. Sometimes he's angry, sometimes 
Sometimes he's horny. Most days he's incoherent. And if you're a woman in Canoga Park, there might be a disappearance. John Melendez, the fucking creep. He doesn't sleep on any sheets. After admitting his hemorrhoid bleed, he's not a human being. My name's Toogie, your Christmas pal. John's apartment scared off Hal. Bates himself <laughs> in a shit canal. Eating cans of puppy chow. Here's a game I like to play. Call John's mom on Christmas Day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not fun. She's embarrassed of her son. Whoa! Sometimes he's spitting. Sometimes he's farting. He's always fucking disgusting. And when he's sitting home alone, he doesn't call his kids because they have no relationship because they're embarrassed by him because he's a low cow on the internet and he doesn't pay his mortgage or his child support and he's gay. John Melendez the fucking prick. His liver's brown and full of ick and before he melts away Lady K is gonna pay <laughs> Fucking bravo. Wow. Amazing work. Wow. Tony Muskrat outdid himself. Mr. Magenta was fantastic as well. Unreal. Great job, guys. Great, great job. All right. I got to calm down after that. So much going on. Tukey's getting involved in the song parody contest. Unbelievable. So yesterday was quite a day. Let me try to uh, set the stage here. Andy and I are uh, at JFK. Long layover. And we've, uh, we've just drank for four hours yeah, straight. Just sitting, around, <laughs> sitting around drinking to pass the time as usual. And uh, our flight gets delayed by uh, about, what was it, 40 minutes or so? Yeah, a little, yeah. So we ended up, we're sitting there, it's it's 4 p.m. And we're sitting with our wives and we're, we're looking at our phones. And uh, I'm watching Point Dabble Point because I saw that Opie was going to be on. And I texted Shuli. I'm like, holy shit, you got Opie? This is fucking awesome. I'm, I'm so excited about this. And Shuli even wrote back. He goes, well, we'll see. He said he would, but we'll see. Okay. So I'm watching that. There's no Opie there. I look over at Andy. Andy's watching Misery Loves Company, who is sniping Opie. So all of these shows are out at the same time. And then all hell breaks loose because Opie's supposed to go on point dabble point. And then Shuli goes on Opie's show, and then Kevin Brennan goes on Opie's show, and then Opie goes on <laughs> Kevin's show. It's chaos. Let's let's put it even more perspective to this. Opie is live streaming to seventy-two people. Yes, and Kev, MLC is sniping Opie to the tune of I don't know, like six hundred people. Yeah, six hundred, seven hundred people. Yep. Meanwhile, Shuli is begging Opie to come on Dabble Point to over a thousand people. Yes, yeah, so, there were. All, I think it got up to twelve hundred at a certain point. So, so obviously, Point Dabble Point is where Opie should be if he wants to talk right. to people. You know, in a yeah. Way so, yeah, would make Opie sense. has every chance to level up. Yes, in in a couple of different ways. Well, also, Opie said he would. Now, this all started actually Thursday. All of a sudden, Opie puts out this thing, and, and we already documented this on WATP, that Opie and John had a little tiff this week 
because Opie put out a tweet with Artie Lang talking about Howard and John didn't watch it, assumed that it was goofing on him and motherfucked Opie. And then Opie said, you're an idiot. You should watch the video before you assume anything. But John just is outraged. And it's actually really weird because Opie just landed into the same thing with Louis J. Gomez where he right. ran into something that Louis yeah. wasn't even talking shit and, and Opie lost his shit and then John just did it to Opie so now Opie's playing the Lewis role here and be like you're a loser what are you doing so Opie puts out a thing and he goes hey to everyone in the Dabbleverse which he never addresses he goes everyone in the Dabbleverse I will unblock you Thursday night let me know and I, you will get unblocked so he, he said he got this big announcement all this stuff going on so then Friday morning on his show, you know, he likes to hang out at the beach and do his show. This is Opie talking about how he's feeling about Stuttering John right now. Stuttering John t- taking shots. Time to crush him, Ope. Rick from New York. I, 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 people, people are trying to drag me into this stuttering. I don't know if he was in radio, but backlighting is the wrong way to light something, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> you like, can see it on like your screen. <laughs> Stuttering John t- taking shots. Time to crush him, Ope. Rick from New York. I, 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 people's, people are trying to drag me into this stuttering John nonsense. For the longest time, I was like, man, why do why do so many people attack stuttering John? And then, you know, a lot of these people try to, like, connect me and John. And I, I don't know the guy at all. I, I know him um, a little bit here and there. He's been actually really nice and supportive towards me. He's been on my podcast a couple times. That's all I really know. Never hung out with the guy. Never had a beer with him or anything. And then he... Uh, You're the only out one. Of pure <laughs> laziness. He thought he thought I was promoting a, a video from Marty Lang trashing him. And that's just, it, was, it couldn't be further from the truth. He stepped in it big time. In the video... Um, Artie Lang is actually praising Stuttering John for not getting the proper respect from Howard Stern. Like, it was the opposite. But now, I guess, you know, the toothpaste is out of the whatever they call it, the tube. So, I guess he's got to go all in and he's trashing me. I'm not in the Stuttering John bullshit business. But I kind of understand a little more. You can't put the horse shit back in the whatever. So many people go after the guy. I can't put the toothpaste back in the horse. It's nuts. Uh, okay, so that was Friday morning. Somebody brings it up, the Suttering John thing, and so Opie addresses it. Now, let's fast forward to Opie's show later that afternoon because Opie is saying that he's ready to get involved in the Dabbleverse, in the Suttering John drama. And I'm excited to tell you that we have a whole package here that explains everything that went on. Andy's going to help us out a ton with this. I don't even know what we're going to see because I haven't seen all this stuff yet. Like I said, we were traveling yesterday. So we were like <laughs> getting on an, an airplane as this is all going down. Like, what the fuck? This is nuts. So this is uh, Opie explaining that he wants in. I, 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 I'm doing something very unusual today. I, I might be entering the, the dabble verse for, you know, I'm, I'm going to stick my feet in it. I, I, I think I might jump in the dabble pool today. And then I think I got to kind of like, you know, get out of the dabble pool and then uh, and then move on. But uh, Stuttering John out of nowhere went after me. And, and, and someone said he was just praising you two days ago. And now he's now he's trashing you because of a video I posted. I think you know all this by now. If you don't, uh, the drop is on my YouTube channel, Opie Radio. Just look for the... 
I don't know, like the last uh, couple videos that I posted. It's 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 front and center for the most part. All right, Chris Tartan. Okay, so you just heard Opie said I'm going to be entering the dabble verse today. Shuli said Opie said he would go on point dabble point. He was promoted on point dabble point, saying Opie will be on this show. So at this stage in the game, he's still saying, I'm going to be on point dabble point. I'm going to be a part of this thing. And this is where Opie does an Opie. Where he could have been a hero. He could have very easily gone on point dabble point, trash stuttering John. You would see me applauding the same way I applauded Chad Zumach for getting over on John. You know, there are times when you have to just hats off to people when they do the right thing. And I was all ready for an Opie redemption here. And what did he do? The exact opposite. And another person who was helping me understand all of this as it was going on is our friend Missy B, who is here joining us. I want to bring her in. Hey, Missy B. Hi. You're looking oh, festive. You got the tree. <laughs> oh, no. Am I sleepy kitty, too? Oh, look at that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I, that was a real surprise. I I walked in, I was late on point, dabble point, and uh, I was like, oh, this is cool. Oh, I guess Opie's in. And then they were like, he's not in. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not surprised. This is what he always does. He's, he loves to breadcrumb you. We know this. We know all yep. the history of that he's oh. done this between from contracts to potentially being on a show i mean even when in compound media like they offered opie i mean we can get that into that maybe a little later but sure i was just really surprised when um it just kept snowballing i was like wait yeah. there's more to this and then yeah i'm just yeah yeah. there's a lot please, we're gonna get to a lot here a lot of things a lot of things happen well, Carl, Go Carl, ahead, real quick though before he he was already kind of setting like laying the groundwork for backing out if you want to play my clip one he kind of qualifies this whole thing we got a dabble uh a dabble story and it looks like is this stream for me i'm dabble i think it i think so i don't know much about the dabble verse if you want to know the truth but we're doing a little dabble dabble today i think if we could set up uh the technology properly okay Thank you. I'm glad yeah. you played that because what happens here is Opie agreed to go on point dabble point, but Opie wanted to stream it on his show too, which is fine. By the way, you can do that. When we do the creep off on Mondays, we stream it to both the creep off YouTube channel and who are these podcasts. Right. It's pretty easy now in StreamYard. Once you join someone else's show, you can hit a button and then stream it to your channel. And so Shuli was trying to explain this to Opie, like, and actually, producer Joe was too, because yeah. Opie's not showing up on Point Dabble Point, and producer Joe and Opie are communicating in the background, and they're going, "Hey, you got to come on the show," and Opie's going, "No, you got to come on my show." And like you said, Andy, yeah. there's 70 people watching Opie. There's 1,100 yeah. watching Point Dabble Point. What are you doing? And the, producer Joe was even explaining to him, "No, no, no. You can stream to your channel, but you got to come on our show, and then we'll stream it to your channel." And Opie's not getting you, it or whatever. You, you have to invest the slightest modicum of effort into figuring out how to do it. It's it's not difficult. Or okay. just listen to somebody explain it to you. So and he won't even he do that. He hears the offense. Yes. He hears like uh, this offense somehow. And that's all that rings in his ear. Uh, you know, and we'll cover also even later when KB or uh, it was Shuli who mentioned to Opie like, oh, like, 
wait, I said something bad. What was it? Like, right. you know, do you have an example? Like, what that are you doing? Yeah. John? He's like, no, what about stuttering John? He's like, no, 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 no. Where's your example? I have that, that he, clip he can't. right okay, here. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. No, no, no. That sets it up perfectly because what happened was Opie sends the link to producer Joe. And they're going, no, you got to come over here. So then Shuey grabs the link, goes on Opie's show. And just like you said, Missy, Shuey comes over to tell Opie, hey, man, this is great. Come on over. You can stream it on your channel. It'll, it'll be all good. And Opie just can't have fun with it. He can never just have fun with a thing. He was building this up this week is my whole point. This isn't like a, just on a whim all of a sudden we're going to talk about Sutter John. He talked about it. He was, he was tweeting about it. He's talking about it in the morning, the afternoon. And finally, Shuey comes out and this happens. Uh, all right, hold on. Shuey, what are you what are you doing? Get over here. <laughs> huh? Get over here on the show. What are you doing? I, I gave you guys the link to come over here. It doesn't work like that. We can't just pick up a show and come over to your channel. We can if you come in, we can stream it on your channel at the same time. Did you uh did you crap on me on me to Anthony Cumia? Did I crap on you to Anthony Cumia? <laughs> These are adult men. And I, yeah. People are, are ragging on Shuley for his reaction. I would react in the same way. Like, wait, what are we talking about? You and I were messaging earlier in the day. You said you were going to come on my show. And now I'm trying to get you to come on the show. And we're going to, this is the discussion that we're having. What yes. the fuck? <laughs> to Anthony Cumia? Yeah. I don't believe I did. I usually talk about John when I'm on there. People were saying that you were crapping on me. All right. Uh, do they have an example, or is this like a stuttering John impression you're doing? We go, oh, I heard <laughs> not doing a stuttering John impression. You sound very much like him just now. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? What are you doing? Uh, kick from studio. Goodbye. Uh, Rick from New York, four ninety nine. Opie, they're literally waiting for you. You are standing. Opie just did the worst thing he could have done. He stuttering John did. He stuttering John his opportunity. Yeah. He he ran away. He kicked Shuli out. And the reason why I believe the reason why he said that is because Disco Bob Ruiz sent him a chat earlier, not a super chat, just a chat. And by the way, if you don't know who Disco Bob is, he's either stuttering John or stuttering John family member because he spends hours a day every day defending stuttering John on the internet, which would be a waste of anybody's time. Yeah. But so he wrote to Opie earlier, you going to address Shuley calling you a scumbag on Anthony's show? So I don't know if that's what got Opie all revved up to be like, I got to yeah. confront Shuley now. Where, honestly, I've, I've watched Shuley on Anthony's show. I don't know if they talk shit about Opie. Maybe they did. But whatever. Yeah. That's not what this is about. Why are you so thin-skinned, Opie, that if one person watched a clip of you and went, oh, that's kind of silly, or that guy's an idiot, and all yeah. of a sudden like you have to confront everyone about that? It's like, we're all doing shows. Get over it. How much shit have you talked about everyone? There's a barrier to entry to get Opie on your show. It's like, oh, okay, click all the images that have stoplights in them, <laughs> and, then all, and then also, did you ever talk shit to Anthony about me? Oh, no, you're a bot. You're blocked. <laughs> I know. Get the fuck out of here. It's insane. Opie was on the road to redemption. I'm telling you. I was I was psyched about this. I'm like, is Opie actually going to do the right thing here? No. He did the exact opposite of the right yeah. thing and I, put I, himself I mean, in the exact low cow category of Stuttering John because he doesn't get the internet.
internet. Opie's one of these fucking boomers who doesn't understand how the internet works. Play along, dummy. You're not yeah. this amazing force to be reckoned with. You have 70 people watching you live. Everyone's watching the other shows. All right, take it away, Andy. What happens after this? Because this is where I lost the thread. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like I like how you, um, you mentioned people are throwing these comments out and um, to convince him to not do it. Right. But they're not. It's not just uh, talking him out of it. There's other mm. other barriers are being thrown up. But uh, we'll get to that because Kevin Brennan is sniping Opie at the same time this is happening. At one point, I think we were in the airport watching it. And we're jumping back and forth between three different streams. We're watching <laughs> yeah. point dabble point kind of go nowhere as everybody. It was Joey C. And um, uh, oh, uh, Zenhauser and Shuli, and then so these guys are all waiting for Opie to join a stream that he's never going to show up to. Meanwhile, on MLC, Kevin Brennan is also sniping Opie and sees that it's not working out for Shuli, and Kevin couldn't be happier about it. Right. So Kevin, Kevin is now um, texting or messaging Opie. Come on, MLC. Come on, MLC. And he's getting the same reaction uh, from, that Shuli is getting. No, you come over here. No, you come over here. Why would I do a show with 600 viewers when you can come into a show to uh, 135 I'm looking at right here? Yeah. Why would I Why would I go do a show with over 1,000 viewers when you can come on here and talk to 100? What the fuck are you talking about? So Kevin tries goes on in clip two. Kevin joins the show. And uh, to try and convince uh, Opie to come on MLC and childish bullshit ensues. Okay, and I just want to point out, because it actually goes back to what Luis J. Gomez was saying that was so correct about this. In Opie's world, he's still Opie from Opie and Anthony. That world is gone. He doesn't have that clout anymore. Nobody respects him as a broadcaster. He's done too much damage to himself at this point. We've all seen what he's turned this into. He's terrible at this. He's a joke. Opie is a punchline. And that was what Louis J. Gomez was saying. When somebody goes, you're the Opie of Legion of Skanks, that's an insult. Opie <laughs> is an insult. He's calling someone the Opie of anything. And Opie still thinks that he's bigger than Kevin Brennan. We didn't have Kevin Brennan and Opie and Anthony. He wasn't good enough. And I'm, I'm better than all these people. You're not. I promise you. <laughs> as soon as you realize that, you'll do much better for yourself. Sorry. Here we go. Totally agree with you. KB is old and played out and, cre- and creepily keeps talking about Nuts. Would love to see you back at the radio again. I didn't say I didn't see any of that. Gustav. His fucking face. Turkey neck. Looks like Opie's frozen. Hi, Kevin. Ugh. He looks complicated. So Kevin's doing this thing, because I saw him do this before, where he's still on MLC and he's using his phone to go on with Opie, right? That's why I got that weird angle coming in on this. (laughs) Are you? Come on, I show. It's better. This is a, uh, I can't, it's hard for me to do because I don't run it. Adam runs it. So you come on my show, it's easier. Wait, wait, you're not on your own live stream right now? No, I'm on yours, but I'm still on mine. But uh, I'm on my phone. But why can't we do the? Why can't we do it at the oh same time? 
<laughs> oh my god, he doesn't fucking get it. Holy shit. And the funniest thing here right now, it it almost it again, it's so childish. This is all childish. We're all fucking dabbler junkies with this shit. Yeah. But this is like, come sit at this cool table. Or it's like no, you're in prison. It's like, do you want to be with like the skinheads? Or yes. you want to be with, you know, it's like come hang out with our crew, man. And it's Missy, like, I wish I wish I could show you my notes. That's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to come sit at the cool lunch table. Yeah, no, come sit with the you sit there, you're fucking gay. Like, yeah. <laughs> but again, the dumbest part about all of this is Opie doesn't understand that he can put this on his own channel if he just goes and joins their show. There's just a button. It's StreamYard. You hit and now you're casting on your YouTube channel as well. And should we try to tell him that? Now Kevin's telling him the exact same thing. No, Opie, yeah. you got to come over here. What are you doing? So I did say that other people were kind of like throwing up roadblocks for to keep Opie from going on point de- point devil point. So clip three, he they they reveal that here. Okay, and it'll be better than this way. You already made your money. What do you care? I did make money, and some idiot gave me money to not go on Shuli, and then Shuli played some weird game with me just I know, now. We're watching. We're watching. It's fantastic, but it's easier. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Opie's recapping the shit And there's like no 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 everyone's watching this right now Opie yeah. We all know what's going on What I'm annoyed with Why are people Trying to stop good content From happening Yeah. Oh the- here, here's a hundred dollars don't, don't do something that's entertaining Right and the reason why is because people Have their sides This is the same thing when MLC Tried to stop Sittering John from doing a show with me and we're almost successful at it. So right. you have the Kevin Brennan fans and Kevin sniping Opie and saying, go to Opie's channel and super chat him money to not do Shuli show because Kevin hates Shuli. So it, this is so childish. All of this is so childish. When you guys, when you brought up prison, uh, Missy, no, right back to the school cafeteria. That's all this is. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just so annoyed with people's narrow perspective of i don't like shuli so i want to stop i want to stop something that everybody can enjoy right just because i don't enjoy shuli correct that, I, I don't agree i don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it either Andy. That. Andy, that's why you and i are hosting a popular show and these assholes are super chatting has-beens they're Do you fighting see the over difference? some loser yes yeah. <laughs> but he's also so easily swayed like yeah. he he is so easily swayed because he has no self-confidence Right. Zero. Yeah, so if you kind of rattle that, but then also bolster him up with like some sort of false confidence and then sway him that way, he'll do it. But then if he hears a slight from your end, like, did you shoot on me? Like, and then he'll automatically, it's so black and white. He's so easily, he's retarded. If that's, yeah. that's what we a high intelligent person does not. Yes bail like that so quickly also it's a bad look for opie to be worried about a hundred dollars two hundred dollars the guy owns three homes he's literally showing off his wealth on every show he does whether there's a beach in the background or the new york skyline he's always showing off his wealth and then he gets really excited he's like a hundred dollars wow that's pathetic (laughs) stop it with that i know and there was i didn't clip it because it wasn't really a uh you know it didn't really 
have anything to do with what's happening. But Opie starts asking Kevin, like, what's going on in your background? What is that, yeah. that covering? Like, what are you hiding? And why you does your stairs? face so shit? Yes. Yeah, you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, but, I unfortunately watched it over my morning coffee. It was yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought up, though, back to uh, Shuli's, like, what got Shuli kicked off was Opie asking him, oh, I did you ever talk shit about me? Right. So he's gonna he's gonna apply that test to Kevin now in clip oh, six. What a pussy! That that really pissed me off because he was nice all day, and I heard that he I heard he was trashing you. me to Anthony. And and me asking that question doesn't mean I, I I'm sounding like Sturry John. That's ridiculous. No, because he was like, oh, you're you're you're. You're you're paranoid, Opie. Of course, I wasn't shitting on you. Why wouldn't I be paranoid? Every one of you fuckers talked about bad about me, to Anthony. Did you? Uh, Did you? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna go not. This is like a stupid court scene with uh, with Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> what say you, KB? You well, can't handle, handle the shit talking. <laughs> Obviously, you can. <laughs> this is again. I'm sorry. I keep bringing this up, but then going back to Luis J. Gomez, where he brought up that Opie is the thin-skinned pussy that everyone says he is. He's proving it over and over and over again. Opie, grow a pair. People have made jokes at your expense. Grow a pair. Get over it. They're not even good examples, and that's why when oh, Shuli said he goes, oh, "Do you got the example?" Like right? I'd like to know. Yeah, what, what and he doesn't do? even have it. It's like it's it is the stuttering John, where it's just this broad accusation rather than going like. Like, fucking say something to me. And I go, um, do you, like, sure. What is it? It's like, oh, yeah, I might have said something like that. But, like, whatever. And then you move over. Or you say, it's just, I, I he's just so, because he has nothing. So a little bit of something, he can just spread it everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit on windshield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let's find out in uh, clip seven if Kevin's ever talked shit about Opie. <laughs> As if we didn't know. Right. How, how about pins and needles here to find out? Yeah. Did you? Yes. Yeah. All right. At least you're I honest. Did a whole episode. I did a whole episode with Kumia uh, when you said you didn't think you'd recognize uh, Kumia if you ran into him, and we we talked about that. Wait, I said, did I actually say that? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly when he said that. Yep. He said that when I took the video of the guy who looked like him. Yep. I saw the guy who looked like Opie before Anthony even said it. I was like, dude, that guy looks like Opie, and I took the video. I zoomed in, and he's like, send that to me, and then he posted, it. and. That's when he posted, and then he saw, and he goes, oh, well, if I even saw Anthony, I wouldn't even recognize him anyway. And again, that was a wild over-exaggeration on Opie's part. Why is he fucking with me still? His name was never brought up. All he did was post a video, and people were just like, yeah, that kind of looks like Opie or whatever. And Opie lost his mind over that. So, of course, they're going to goof on you. I was alone without fucking tattoos the other day, and I thought that was funny, and I posted it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's not something to... The fact that Opie overreacts to these things is why they bring it up and talk about it and then have some fun with it. So, Opie, you're your own worst enemy on all of this. If you want people to stop talking shit, stop overreacting every time people talk shit. How do you not know that by now? You're like 60 years old. But also, he doesn't even remember all the shit that he ever talked. He didn't even know that that even happened right, you know he just forgets it all he's but. so self-sabotaging already it's like at this point just fucking double down go into it yeah. like you know yeah i'm a fucking asshole you we actually might like you more if you actually say yeah i'm a fucking prick yeah i would do all this like just lean into it like a little bit no shit it's just it's really you've got nothing to lose right now because you are constantly losing more with your this false defensive bullshit with your shitty 
ocean view that you'll probably have to rent out eventually. Nothing wrong with running out a second house, Missy. I'm just saying, you know, it's probably financially smart to do it. <laughs> but really, though, if if this didn't work, if this what just happened yesterday with Opie didn't get him involved, that nothing will. Like he had every chance to yeah. to do that, and he just refuses to. He's but, an idiot. And uh, my clip nine, Carl, uh, Kevin recount, like Kevin is going to tell Opie the story of when he actually did get along with Anthony. He said you guys would go to movies together with your wives and your girlfriends. He he said you were watching that Clint Eastwood Meryl Streep movie. And he said you guys were howling at how stupid it was. And yeah, we we had we certainly had uh, moments where we really did get along. And in the early days, because I was miserable with a girl and he was married and he was miserable, we bonded over that. But when we moved to New York, things dramatically changed, unfortunately. Right. So he has to admit that, you know, there were some good times before Anthony realized he was a crazy dipshit, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin has to convince him of that. He doesn't even remember that when they got along for two seconds. But again, this is not even a show. So... When Andy was going into pulling these clips, we were talking this morning, and Andy's like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll find the stuff where they're talking about this. And you were pulling all these clips, you didn't realize this goes out for 40 minutes. Yeah. This yeah. is Kevin on his phone awkwardly talking to Opie, and he's also on MLC at the same time, and they have to all be quiet and listen to this because they can't converse while this is all going down. Like, guys, just do a show. This would be interesting. What are you doing? To Opie, it's a show. To yeah. 70 people, it's I a know. show. I know. Well, he doesn't want to do a show. He no. just wants to have fun. Right. <laughs> oh, that's why Opie never does goes on anyone's shows. Even when he says he's going to, he pussies out and doesn't go. Also, you've got to admit, it's kind of funny that the show that he was going to go on, Point Dabble Point, I guess someone pointed out to him that I'm involved in that show. It's my show! I started it! <laughs> <laughs> Opie's going to like, wait, is Carl involved in this? Yes! <laughs> yeah. But uh, this is where Kevin starts... Uh, throwing Shuli under the bus and playing the uh, the old the enemy of my enemy is my friend type of card. Okay. In clip ten. Man, Yoko Ono, all these fucking cunts, and then and then you don't know who to trust, you know. But don't trust Shuli. He's literally human garbage. You don't have to trust me, but don't trust Shuli. Yeah, Kevin's whole See? thing is he just hates Shuli. Now yeah. ask Kevin why he hates Shuli so much. I bet he doesn't remember. It yeah. has something to do with a phone number on a radio show, and God no, should we do a thing? But he didn't, and it's yeah. so convoluted at this point. Kevin's just got this weird narrative. He hates me. He hates Julie. He doesn't right. know why, but yeah, he's into and it. And I know, I don't, I know you. We both hate Julie, and I know you hate me. But like, we could team up, and you know, yeah. Kevin's obviously read the Art of War. He's yes. a he's a regular Sun Super chat. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I got it. Moving on. <laughs> it, it just was like a nasal laugh. Sorry. Okay. You really, right, you really swung for the fences of that one, too. You're like, hold on, guys. I got this. <laughs> All right. In uh, clip 11, uh, there's some more Shuli bashing. Be honest and go. Because you he's know, a lying snake. Howard Stern, his boss for 15 years, said Shuli's a lying snake. 
Cause I, you know, all right. I just, I just made it awkward with you, but you, you fought your way out of it, and you explained, and you were honest. That's fine. I like that. That's why I like you. Made it Thank awkward you. with him. It was not awkward for fucking Kevin Brennan. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a fuck about you. It was awkward you. for Opie to have to call it. You, you say it. You, you say it. I'm never. And he just self convulses in his own awkwardness. Yeah, Kevin, when, when Obi says, "Do you ever talk shit about me?" It's like, yes, all the time. And I think shit. I don't even say. I'm thinking about how much of an idiot you are all the time, Obi. Can we move past this? But in uh, clip twelve, Kevin just can't stop throwing Shuli under the bus. But there, there's a, a damning comment in this clip from Obi. Typical Shuli. Just he, 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 and he thinks he's smarter than people. It's just, it really is unbelievable. But I didn't, I didn't like that. It, it, and he was a totally different guy all day, being really, right. really nice. And and oh, so it's so out of character for Shuli to be a nice guy. Like that's how I knew something was wrong because Shuli was being nice to me. This is such bullshit. You just can't trust somebody to for to to invite you onto a show because you made so many enemies. That when somebody is nice to you, you don't believe it. It's so bizarre to me how many people want to get Opie on their show only because it's a novelty at this point because he doesn't do people's shows. And the fact that finally Opie's like, I got a problem with Settering Down. I'm like, great. Here's a great place where you can vent all of that. Come on over. We'll have you in. We're, we're welcoming you with open arms. And Opie sees it as there's an angle where we're trying to manipulate him. It's like, no, we were just excited to have you on Point Devil Point. It was going to be great. Yeah. That's how he views the world. Yes. So it's exactly how he views the world. So he, it's macro and micro, the same yep. shit. All right, Carl, clip 13. Opie makes a joke here that oh could become a reality if he could just get out of his own way. No, and you weren't you? wrong. You weren't wrong, and, and you probably would have made money. But then my fans are like, I'm, I'm watching you from the beginning. And then my fans start giving you money. These are all my fans, Borgo and Vaping Dago and Furious. They're my fans. No, they're my fans now. Okay. <laughs> they're my fans. I'm, I'm bringing them over here now. All righty. <laughs> all righty then. Dude. Kevin just laughs at his face because he knows it'll never happen. Dude, that, that's hysterical because Opie was feeling good about himself when he was getting that money coming in, telling him not to do point, dabble point, not realizing that Kevin's the, the puppet master over there telling right. people to go do that just to fuck with Shuli. Opie was actually right. feeling good about himself. And then Kevin was just like, yeah, those people don't give a shit about you. I told him to do that. It's yeah, amazing. Did, so, uh, Carl, did you watch this entire thing? I've not seen any of this. Yeah, okay. this is all new it's, to me. It's, it's pretty interesting. And watching it, Kevin, he should be like a hostage negotiator. The way that he sways Opie and incepts his mind and really makes Opie feel like he came up with it himself because he's so <sighs> fucking delusional. Hilarious. He's just like, yeah, man. And like like Kevin Brennan, he's conniving for sure. Like he knows how to fucking get in you and, and sway you and make you seem like he's your friend. But it's like you could, if you're smart enough, you can see through it. And if yeah. you know Kevin especially. But like. It's just, it's hilarious watching Kevin act like he likes Opie and gets Opie to really fall for it. And just like, okay. And in, in the front, and also, do you know what the title of this video is? Uh, Goodbye, Shuli. Hello, Kev, KB, MLSP. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's like, what? Like, Kevin what has talked doing? so much shit about Shuli, even on MLC. Forget about to Anthony. <laughs> The most shit talker, yes. like nasty shit talker. Like we cover Obi. I say we because you know I, I love the dabble verse yeah. as well. But like it's he actually shit. Like Kevin is ruthless. He right. is a nasty, nasty individual. And I say that in like a like a 
pat on the back like he would agree with in him, his yeah. own way sure. like he's nasty and like let him be that way he will always be that and, yeah. well, you, and as long as you know that he's the snake and the scorpion situation missy you talk about how opie's being manipulated here and we see this happen to john currently with vince the lawyer guys like opie and john don't have friends they've pushed everyone out of their lives because they're assholes they're difficult to deal with so when someone comes in and is nice to them and friendly to them they accept it without realizing what the agenda is here. Kevin Brennan wants to be Opie's friend as much as Vince the Lawyer's kids love stuttering Chad Melendez, okay? It's fake. It's not real. None of it's real. And also, he knows that he can latch on to these people who to make them remotely relevant again. Yep. So it's like, oh, I see you're getting thousands of viewers and this. Like he knows that in the back of his head when he's going on. That's why he's like almost looking looking for that opening. Yes. So it's it's he knows. He knows what's up. And that's why he's lonely. He's sad. He doesn't have anything. So when he sees these little opportunities, yeah, but again, it's it's Opie gonna be Opie gonna self-sabotage it right at the brink. What a fucking day in the Dabbleverse. I got to be traveling all day. God damn it. I should have been on this point, Dabble point. So bad. No. It wasn't even happening like, nothing, would, no, nothing would have happened on there. Uh, the point, Dabble point wasn't. Like, as soon as that I was know. done, I You're was right. gone. I started watching a movie, and that's when Ant texts me about the <laughs> Okay, yeah. yeah, we got we got more coming up. But all right, let's get through uh, the rest of your clips here, Andy. Anything else yeah. important we got to play? Well, 14, I think Opie just kind of arrives at the realization that this is the show now like kevin is my guest on my show and i'm going to turn it in the most boring direction you could possibly turn an interview into that's opie for you let's go to the calls how how have you been (laughs) first question (laughs) i'm doing as good as you don't have a fucking beach house i don't know about that dude You, you know the term cash poor Cash. Yeah, that's why we want you to do the show. Opie, you're... How much you make? How much you make? I can't tell you on air. <laughs> yeah. Opie just admitted How you he's been? cash poor? Yeah, that's what he said there. Oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to say I told you so. It's not my... It's not a thing I enjoy doing. But I told Opie years ago... You got to get out of Manhattan. There's no reason for you to be in Manhattan. You're wasting your fucking money there. And he goes, yeah, but my kids have friends in school. Your kids are children. They'll make new friends. None of us are hanging out with the people we hung out with when we were six. It's fine. Yeah. Move. Get I out had of there. a best friend in first grade. We were the bestest friends ever, and he moved, and <laughs> I'm here. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. It happens. It's not a big deal. That's fucking oh. fascinating. Okay. How, how uh, you been? Clip, yeah, yeah. How <laughs> you start? How you been? Yeah, what's the weather like? Uh, but Kevin is going to take the sales tactic of the over ask. He's going to ask for everything just to try and get anything in Got clip it. fifteen. We'll do it official one day next week or every other week or every third week. I, it's not pressure on me. What do you mean every other? What do you mean every other week? Maybe so one and come done. Come on, whenever you can, just come on. How, how much you going to give? It. How much you going to give me? How much? I whatever we can negotiate off there on there, but I can give you like I can give you at least half of the super chats. <laughs> hope he's asking for two grand there oh no he's t- literally yep. stuttering john 
Yeah. Opie is literally stuttering John. Wait, he, you he, didn't get the guaranteed. rest of his clip? They're like right after he goes, well, fine, two grand. I gave stuttering John three. And then how yeah. shitty did Opie feel after that? He fucking lowballed oh, his so That's hard. funny. Like, fucking elite that, like go five, negotiate down. Does he not know how to fucking negotiate? Such a retard. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. This is a new low for Opie, and I've been following Opie for a long time, as you guys know. This is brutal. He's negotiating with Kevin Brennan how much money he'll get paid to be a guest on his show. Oh my God. I'm sweating. I'm going to go turn my AC on. <laughs> this is so <laughs> embarrassing. I am Jimmy. I'm sweating, Brennan. This is so embarrassing. I've been on Kevin's show a few times. He's paid me for a couple of times I was on there. I didn't ask for money. He gave it to me. It was very nice of him, and I appreciate that. I will go on. I'll put it on record. The next time I go on Kevin's show, I don't need any money. I'm not asking for money. I, I make a living outside of MLC. I can't believe that Opie is asking for $2,000 to just go on his show and just bust balls with some guys for a couple hours. Right. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. But uh, Ke- Kevin is going to try to explain why Opie's format is garbage. Okay. In clip 16. Well, I mean, it should be pretty easy to explain. Let's see if uh, yeah. Kevin can pull it off. I can't see Super Chats. I can barely see you because it's, uh, it's getting dark out. Yeah, I'm going to go back inside because it's getting dark. You, uh, you're probably not happy because you can't see your Super Chats coming in right now. <laughs> yeah, you're me, not wrong. Let me do my Kevin impression. I know it's hacked. <laughs> Good one, Opie. Spot on impression, I gotta say. Jesus. But you know, it, it's clear Opie watches Kevin's show. Yeah. Everyone I watches saw- Kevin's show. <laughs> I love when Centering John used to talk about how during his lunch breaks in school, middle school, he would watch Kevin Brennan. And he complained if they would on late because he only has a certain amount of time to watch until the next period starts off, the bell rings, whatever. And uh, now John goes, oh, I was trying to watch Kevin Brennan. His show is so terrible. It's like when you were obsessed with it before you were mad at Kevin. And now you think it's the worst show ever? Okay. (laughs) You say so. All right. Well, just out of nowhere, Kevin feels the need to throw E-Rock under the bus, too, just to try and get on Team Opie. Well, he hates E-Rock, too. I know, but this <laughs> is just, like, everyone, it's just okay. like out of completely out of left <laughs> yeah. field, just because just E-Rock and Opie knows E-Rock. E-Rock, on the other hand, is a slimy, uh, fat piece of Shuley. Like, he's the same kind of dude Shuley is, where he's like, he's, he says one thing, and behind your back, he's talking other shit. And you probably know E-Rock. E-Rock was like your pal. And then as soon as you lost your job, he's like, fuck you, right? Oh, it's just the opposite. It is just E-Rock has tried to have a relationship with Opie and Opie will not do it. So that's completely the opposite of way around. Right. This is just another uh, like gambit that Kevin is playing. To, I, 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 I get it. I know, what, I know what Kevin's Opie's doing. Opie's enemies are my enemies. I know, yeah. I know what Kevin's doing. I know that Opie's falling for it. I know Opie's going to go along with all of this. But that nothing can be further from the truth. We talked to Iraq about that. And uh, I just want to point out, John Marlowe says, if you watch the MLC side, Adam and Stevie Lou think Opie was asking for 200 not 2000 oh. they, they might not be wrong. <laughs> that's sad. That's even more sad. Than... <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, I fucked up the clip. There, at two one bucks. point, it was two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. At one point, he's been live streaming so long that his microphone shits out, and 
there's a tactical nighttime it's yeah the sun is going down the battery life is dying this whole show is dying i died yeah but (laughs) in the last clip uh kevin it's just it's just cute kevin's opie's asking kevin why everybody's so on about stuttering john and kevin kind of is explaining the dabble verse to opie okay john so they pile on carl and Julie, they basically do every show about Stuttering John because a lot of people don't like him. Most people don't like him. So so they like to watch them watch Stuttering John. It's stupid, but it, it seems to be working for them. <laughs> yes, it does. It is <laughs> stupid, and it is working. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I agree with all of that, Kevin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Opie, the Blair Witch Project right here. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> not, if it was Stuttering John, Snot would be coming out of the nose. <laughs> oh, my God. Since you said that. I have to play this video for you. Um, we're going to do just a couple of uh, Stuttering John things real quick, and then we got to wrap it up. Hey. Oh. Brian put this together for us, and it's kind of fun. You thing. see, that's what happened. Oh, oh, lady came up. John doesn't have any friends. That's my friend since fucking high school, you dumb fuck. <laughs> Actually, since <laughs> junior high. Oh, the snot white thing. <laughs> and, he, and he's a fucking New York's bravest. He's a fireman. So what does that and he's had his last day. Now he can smoke weed. School. School. Yeah, yeah you, Carl. Drug testing. Yeah. Now we take everyone. Oh, 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 John doesn't have any friends. God damn. That was like the 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 show in uh, Rochester. That that segment was Yes. Everyone's howling and screaming <laughs> yes. at all the dirty, disgusting things. Ugh. Definitely the best, worst, best of the worst. <laughs> all right. So I have to play. And really, um, you know, Missy is here because uh, her boyfriend, Anthony, got included in all of this somehow. Before I play that clip, though, real quick, there's a very interesting theory going on on the Dabblers Anonymous subreddit right now. Because John changed his showtime to what, like three uh, yeah. Pacific time? It used to be like 11. 3, 3, yeah, it used to be 11 a.m. Now it's like later in the afternoon. And he says he's doing this volunteer work. He can't tell us what it is, but he's doing three hours of volunteer work every day. And that's why people are speculating that maybe he's back to substitute teaching, maybe for a different school district. I don't know if it's a different district, but maybe a different school or something like that. And apparently, his 30-day California teaching emergency license was renewed in June of 2023 and is valid <laughs> until 2024. He's been kissing Gavin Newsom's ass a lot lately, and Newsom just extended the emergency teacher period. He shaves and uh, cut his hair. So is it possible that John is back to substitute teaching? And that's why he's doing the shows when he's doing them. And he's all like smug and proud of himself. He actually has a paycheck coming in again. Oh, good for him. Fucking do that. I'm fine with that. that. I am definitely fine with that.
Gavin Newsom is so desperate for substitute teachers. They're instituting a suicide squad protocol where they'll just take anybody. Dude, we'll take the worst, that, the worst of the worst. Is he that teacher that like gets all the buses ready and all the school kids and like lines them up? Is like that's what John does. No, he's not I, there I, in I, time I, for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> showing up late. What if he's a lunch lady? That would be that's great. Possible. Oh yeah. no, it's not in the. Food and shit. Could you imagine if you were running against uh, Gavin Newsom is going to run for president at some point. Imagine yeah. running against Gavin Newsom and your attack ad is like Gavin Newsom extended the substitute teacher policy in California. And because of that, <laughs> this man taught my son science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah be fucking amazing. I, okay. I want to help promote, uh, produce that. <laughs> Just to back up to my lunch lady bit, can Stutjo's Fair Use Bologna Factory please make stuttering John as Barth from You Can't Do That on Television? That's a great idea. That would be awesome. I love you won't get that reference, but I like that idea. I, that's I an that's old fun. reference, yeah. but it, I, I, that's stuttering John there. That if guy. stuttering John was a deli meat, it would be like olive loaf. Yes. Yeah. Disgusting. Pimento <laughs> loaf, yeah. All right, so John on his show, Claims that one Anthony Cumia called him on the phone. Now, do I need to explain? This is not the realm of possibilities. <laughs> Anthony does not call people on the phone. Definitely not stuttering John Melendez. But this is John on his show talking about it. So what happens today? I get a call from Anthony Cumia. Yep. After all these years. And he goes, I told you. I told you. I hope he's going to fucking... Opie's gonna piss you off. I go, hey, I go, Anthony, why are you calling me today? So, all right. First <laughs> off, I love this conversation. This is all made up, a spoiler, but listen to the back and forth that John is creating in his own head, where Anthony calls him up and says, ah, you know, fucking Opie, man, he's a problem. And then John's response is, why are you calling me? Yeah, yeah. Hasn't this been established at this point in the conversation? All right. So I pick I pick up the phone and he's already telling me how much he loves me, and I'm like, hey, who is this? And it's like what he just said. Yes, correct. Why are you calling me? I go, hey, I go, Anthony, why are you calling me today? He goes, Well, I had this quadruple bypass surgery. I just said I gotta fucking just you know, you and I had some great times drinking and Doing a show, doing a Columbo thing. And uh, I just thought I would just kind of extend the olive branch. I said, that's cool. That's cool. I said, so I guess you saw what's going on with Opie. He goes, yeah, but I, he, this is what he does. He burns bridges. The guy's too stupid to realize that when he does something, you know, it has ramifications. I go, I know. <laughs> and now the dopester has got me fucking pissed at him and then he tweets out today that i owe him an apology no dopester oh my god you, why is john making this up is it to make opie upset or is he really trying to get his audience to think that him and anthony are now friends over this no i think he wants anthony's dialogue in this again i think it's a bait 
I think okay. it's uh, some sort of manipulative tactic. Okay. I mean, I think there could be other ways of going about it, but I love how he is just like, you know, I had a quadruple. It's like he had surgery. It's not the 12-step program. He's not fucking <laughs> yes. making amends at the end of this. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? The, the surgeon told me I had to call all my enemies up. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not good stress on your heart, sir. You really yeah, should, right. you know, uh, right, make amends with dipshits. <laughs> But that, that's why that's why it's so obviously a, this is a made up conversation to get under Opie's skin because John leaves out all of the things that made John mad at Anthony about like it's just right. like oh yes. I forgave as soon as he called me I forgave him immediately about calling me out for not being funny calling all my kids for being you know like just shitting on my kids and yeah. everything that he's furious with Anthony about is is not a non issue. They're just like right on the same page about shitting on Opie. Yeah. It's, just, it's so obviously made up. Anthony did an hour on what a shitty father John must have been. And to think that he would then call John and John would be like, oh, hey, why are you calling me? Oh, yeah, Opie, he does suck. According it's to John, under the bridge. Right, according to John, his kids is the most important. He's the greatest father in the world. If he gets that phone call, you'd think he'd be like, you motherfucker, you got some balls calling me right now after the shit that you said. Instead, just like, oh, yeah, no, I know, Opie, I, I don't want to work, huh? But Anthony doesn't even call me. I know. Anthony doesn't call anyone. I'm, a, I'm honored. I actually still feel like, like a radio listener when he picks up when I call. <laughs> I'm right. like, oh my god, I'm on. Am I on? Like, First time, long time. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Uh, with the last time he called me, which I honestly want to say is the only time he called me, was when he he admitted himself into the hospital the, yeah. back recently. And when he called me, I knew something was wrong. Right. So it's like to get him to have him call you, let alone get him on the phone, is just very rare this is very you'll get you'll get like a text back maybe a couple hours later but it has nothing to do with the fact that you called him <laughs> yeah this is silly you owe me an apology oh, that's the other thing too all these grown men need apologies and shit what the fuck world do we live in what would that do I for you i love it <laughs> so bring it over here <laughs> <It's so stupid. laughs> all apologies wherever you get podcasts <laughs> I fucking defended you and defended you and defended you. And then you fucking trashed me on Twitter. And then you fucking start putting everything on me when it was you. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. Hey, I'll get Vincent. I should t- I, I should get the fucking embassy on here. Oh, he's got, show he's us got your one recent friend. call. Show us your because fucking recent Vince, call. Yeah, right. Yeah, show us your recent call. Just fucking Who show. started and- this? <laughs> and Vince is a smart guy. He's going to go, oh, he did. So now we have is to he? get Vince the lawyer on to ask who started this. <laughs> John, Vince is not your friend. And this is why. You're a child. And you're very difficult to be friends with. I have to get phone calls from you to come on air like you did with Joey C. Like he does to everyone. He calls them up. Who started this? <laughs> who cares? Opie started it. <laughs> And that's the truth. Okay. Opie fucking drew first blood. So, Opie, don't start crying now. Okay? Because now I'm going to make your life miserable. You know, because I'm going to talk about you every fucking day. 
Oh yeah, he God, talks about me every day. Whatever was in your mouth, jeez. I love that he thinks he has any power on his show. He talks about me every day. My life is not miserable. It's just the opposite. So very, very lucrative. Yes, you're not going to hurt Opie in any single way. So let me just show you the tweet that uh, Anthony put out once he was made aware of this. Okay, so he posted this clip that we just played. Here's the clip from this drunken imbecile. I assure you I didn't call this guy. Opie and I haven't trashed each other in a while, and I'd just like to keep it that way. This is John being the intoxicated problem that he is. I just got a text from someone who said Suttering John is on the show saying I called him and patched things up. This couldn't be further from the truth. I haven't even talked about him in quite some time, never mind talking to him. I don't know what his motive is here, but I'm sure whatever it is, it's destined for failure. (laughs) (laughs) So... And when I asked him and he sends it to me and I would just mention the point out, I'm like, wait, you didn't call him, did you? Like, like I'm we're right. not sure. Like, you didn't call him, did you? And he's like, just no. Like, why would you I do got, that? Like, 80 Z-O's, no. And I was like, okay, I just wasn't sure. Like, he was like, absolutely. I texted Anthony. I was just like, I'm glad you patched things up with John. That was great to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I still think also, and I sent it to you, uh, Carl, was the tweet that John had after. And it was like, it just shows you that he has no interest in the patching up. He just wants the shit to be stirred and pointed towards him to have this leverage of victimhood and and now... you know, ammunition of like, you shit on me, now I have reason to. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty shysty like way of, you know, attack. And he, uh, when he, he says, as much as I despise Pocky, it was finally a decent move on his part to call me and extend the offer. We found mutual ground and was discussing the inane, inane complexities. That's an oxymoron. He's retarded yeah. of the dopester. <laughs> but then he goes, but then he continues to shit on Anne. And it's like, wait, what do you want? What do you want? He goes, oh, yeah, he also assaults women. He lied about that. And it's like, you don't oh. see that right there. It's all about just trying to stir this up again yep. to kind of feel like you are the superior person in all of this. And you're not. Isn't it interesting? So I think if I could just wrap all of this up in a bow here, if we what could. we're seeing is between Opie, Kevin, and Stuttering John, these are three people who need attention any way they can get it, are going about it in all the wrong ways. And it, it's desperate. You know what? I'll, I'll leave Kevin out of it. I mean, he's, he's been talking about Opie for a while here. Opie and John are both realizing that they need us more than we need them. And so now they're trying to insert themselves into this world. And it's really sad and pathetic. And pull other people into it. Yes. Like, and that's no fucking party. Right. He doesn't care. Yes. He's gonna, he doesn't really give a shit. And then he pulls it this way. And then he knows how to provoke him. And this is what he gets. And he kind of got what he wanted. John's neglected cat says, I hope if someone did actually call Stuttering John, pretending to be Ant, that they had the foresight to record that conversation. I believe that if John's in California, I don't think you can release that. I think that's a two-party state, right? Or is it a one? Maybe California isn't. I don't know. I don't think there was ever a phone call. That's a high probability, There's no way there was a phone call. You know what I mean? That, That would be so ridiculous. Hey, I just want to call. I want to bury the hatchet. You know, we used to drink and we did that Columbo thing. Like all stuff that's like publicly known about the two of them. Remember we had that poker game? Anyway, I just wanted to say we're cool, right? <laughs> so silly. All right, Missy, thank you so much for coming on the show thank today. Thank you. 
Oh, thank I really you. It's always fun. It. Happy holidays to you. Uh, Merry Christmas. I don't Merry say Merry Christmas as well to you. <laughs> I, I mean New Year's and Christmas. I didn't think you were celebrating any Shuli holidays over there. No. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah and Feliz Navidad. That's what I say. Navidad. All right. Uh, Missy B, where can people find you? On Twitch? Yeah, I do Twitch once in a while. I'm probably actually going to do that after this because I'm all like camera ready. All right. Yeah. Looking uh, good. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll do that. It's on Twitch. It's Missy B Good, just a letter B. And uh, yeah, I've been playing City Skylines. That one's really fun. What is City Skylines? The first person it's a shooting? simulation city game. So, like, it's I like had a tornado. Sims? Kinda, but it's just Ooh. like from a larger perspective. Uh, I had my uh, my high school burned up. Probably like, oh. you know, black kids playing with the matches or something. <laughs> kids will be kids. What are you going to do? I'm dealing with a tornado as the mayor Actually, of Actually, I did Town. have a tornado and it took out my other high school. I'm not kidding. You're doing Candy. a shit job, I got to yeah. say. Missy. Yeah, I know. My it's education like, infrastructure yeah. is shit. Move out of Tornado Alley, Missy. Come on. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Missy. Good to talk yes, to you. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Andy, um, we do have uh, a review segment coming up. Some lovely, lovely ladies ready to come ladies. on the show. Yeah. Yes. Things are going good over here on WATP. I'm not going to lie. But uh, before we do that, we have to play that ugly girl who reads the news that nobody likes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know that that girl uh, Lucy Tightbox, who looks Can't a little yeah, looks a little something like this. Internet news with Lucy Tightbox from Patreon. Brian Vivaro might be on to something. Aren't you guys supposed to bring podcasts to these episodes? Andy brought a video of a black woman crying, and Lucy brought a video of a guy crushing a watermelon. Some mysterious person named Who Are These Podcasts responds. Great point. Vote Carl. <laughs> Big Bad Babo confesses. I went into this fully intending to simp for Lucy, but I haven't enjoyed listening to a non-recurring segment as much as Carl's submission in a long time. So I'll probably vote for Lucy for coming up with this category. Shane Morrison. Haven't watched yet, but voting for LT. Goody Shoes. Andy was great on this. Loved the whole episode, by the way. I don't even have a witty comment to goof on this app. You're doing it, Carl. James Newsom. This is a classic downward spiral of an angry alcoholic. Stutcho is such a prick. Chris Vigeld. Man, it seems damn tiring being stuttering John. Does he do any living in between all that complaining? Matt Boyle. I know where you work. Made me laugh out loud. Willie Zamunga has a theory. John is now saying he's doing charity work. He's obviously doing community service for a DUI. Reg Barrow pines. John has a fascinating perspective on what winning looks like. The leander may be speaking for the masses with. At this point, I really hope John gets what's coming to him. Courtney Harlow notes, It is telling that nobody from the ONA days still hang with Opie, yet Bobo and even Stalker Patty visit Ant at Compound occasionally. External extrapolations, Rear Window Opie is brilliant. Someone needs to make that into a video. Square 1475 with the wildly unpopular. Lucy Tightbox is a three? T-Money needs clarification. She says three things per episode? 
and from Reddit, Getty Lee's thumb comments, the Den Fam thing actually looks as if it would be good fun to keep an eye on, especially with the kids being the deadpan foils to the idiotic parents. Sorry, Lucy. Andy gets my vote this week. Totally unprecedented. When Carl is around Lucy, he always acts like a sex pest, which is the least prestigious kind of sex offender. For CSAWC, Andy, you son of a bitch. That fucking pod is gold. And Turbo7049 plays us out with best episode in a long time. Andy wins this week, but Lucy brings it. If it was only about big tits, Vinny would be decimating Carl on the creep off. I'm an idiot. I hit mute on my mic, forgetting that my mic controls all the audio coming out of my computer. And so oh. I muted the news yeah. halfway. Th- well, most of most of the news just got muted as I went and ran. Amy and I both ran to uh, different bathrooms in <laughs> the house during that. We're going long today. Oops. Well, we'll fix it in post, everybody. Don't you worry yeah. about don't you worry about that. I am very excited. It's been a minute since we've talked to Mary Beth Johnson back on the show. What's happening, Mary Beth? How you Hello. Been? Glad to Hi. be back. <laughs> Good to see you. And uh, Mary Beth, I was told by uh, your lovely husband that you have a new uh, venture that yes. you're working on right now. Yes, I started an OnlyFans. Hey! <laughs> I wonder what the uh, the kids think about that. <laughs> Where can people find your OnlyFans, Mary Beth? Uh, OnlyFans.com slash Mary Beth Rosie. M-A-R-I-B-E-T-H-R-O-S-I-E. Mary Beth Rosie. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll look out for that. What kind of, uh, anything you want to promote? Like what type of things we want we find if we sign up for your OnlyFans um, account? Mostly just nudies. <laughs> Sexy <right>. lingerie. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm in. I'm sold. Yeah, I know. Got yeah, it it's done. pretty fun. Right? Say no I'm more. enjoying it. Also here, a couple times a week. <laughs> also here to promote her OnlyFans is Kendi. What's happening, Kendi? No way. Now you don't have an OnlyFans yet. No. Right, well, <laughs> well, I wanted to feel like I was in Florida. So. Oh I yeah, think. it's it's is it warm where you are? Actually, it is. You're you're missing the uh, best day in the tri-state area in a while. So. Well, we're also missing the best day in Florida right now because we're inside <laughs> doing a podcast like idiots. <laughs> I got the Fair pool enough. up to 85 degrees out there. I was just in it. Mm-hmm. And now we're mm-hmm. in here. But things can be worse. We're talking to two lovely ladies. Kindy, I believe you're a little under the weather today. Yeah, a little bit. I sounded much worse before. I was going to say, so, you, sound, oh. you sound the same as always. You told me you have uh, the COVID <clears throat> going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, Jesus. That's a bummer. Got the Chinese AIDS. That's still a thing. All right. Yeah. What did you do to get it, Kendi? Fess up. What did you do wrong? Uh, you remember that guy who wanted to hate fuck me behind a dumpster? Yeah, of course. There you go. He gave me Mission COVID. He <laughs> <laughs> gave me COVID. Was, what a problem. It was dirtier than I thought. No shit. Well, I have to do my job here and ask, are there any new reviews that anyone brought yes. to uh, read to us today? There are two. Mary Beth, do you want to do one? Sure. Let's All right. see. Is it the predictable one? Yeah. All right. I'll read that one. I don't like the sound of this. (laughs) Every show follows the same format. One, 20% find a new podcast to piss off and murder Carl. Two, 20% remind six individuals that Carl is still alive and needs to be murdered. 
Three, 40% how to frost your tips. They also tell you the show is over, then go on for another half hour to say the show is over. Again. Why? That is true. Except for the frosted tips, 40%. Actually, I don't know how it looks for all you guys, but I think I got the lighting right finally. Yeah. No longer showing off the frosted tips. (laughs) You can still see it. Well, the fucking sun. This is the problem with going to Florida is that the sun is actually out. And I had the sun glaring on me earlier in the program. So I was scrambling to move blinds around so I wouldn't look silly. I hate to look silly, Kindy, on my own shell. Would that be terrible? Yeah, that would be first, right? Yeah, it would be a first. Kindy, I'm Mary Beth. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say anything. Um, Was that a uh, five star review? Yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much for the review. We appreciate it. Who is it from again? Uh, let's see. Mag. Oh, wait, nope. Yuv. I don't know. Perfect. Thank you. Appreciate it. Who cares? All right. Well, I wanted to say thank you for the five-star review, Andy. It's probably an acronym. I just well, don't how do you feel when, when all apologies podcast is five stars? Do you also just say who cares? Go fuck yourself. Is that your take on it, that too? It doesn't get five stars. <laughs> That's never happened. This is Andy's take. If you give him a five star review, shut the fuck up, asswipe, and suck my cock. <laughs> so angry over there, Andy. Jeez. Uh, Candy, do you have a review for us? Yeah. Um, it's called Well Done by Beats Betty. Super funny and enjoyable. Carl and his team put effort into what they are covering. I can see why they have haters. It's not a great review. It's a great review. I mean, they're not (laughs) following the format that we asked for, but that sounds like a five-star review to me. Unfortunately, yes, it's a five-star review. Wow. A lot of positivity happening on the show today. I'm not used to that. (laughs) I won't get used to it. I promise you that. Okay. Let's uh, hit some voicemails, and then we'll get out of here. Starting off with uh, Paco. You guys Paco fans at all? Yes. <laughs> Us too. We like Paco. And uh, there was that caller from Mexico who was calling Paco out. So Paco's got some words. Yeah, what's up, Carl? This is Paco. That Earl guy on Saturday's show was pretty good. I liked him, man. He was a good guest, man. He really he really uh, brought a lot to the table, you know, unlike some unlike certain other guests, you know, like Ray DeVito or somebody. But anyways... I just want to say, man, uh, your show's been dope. It's been getting doper. Mad love and respect. Also, fuck that stupid piece of shit from Mexico. You know what I'm saying? Straight up and down. That's why, I, you know what? Just fuck that fool, man. You know what I'm saying? I see that fool, I'm going to fuck his ass up. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here, and, you know, I'm not going to hurt him. I'm really not. I'm way cooler than this fucking guy. You know what, girl? I don't know where this is going. I just wanted to send a little bit of hate to that stupid fuck who thinks he's superior than us Americans. Living in Mexico. Get the fuck out of here. All right, man. Shout out to uh, Doug from Who's White. He's got a good point right there. Paco yeah. at least lives in America, a real country. He's got to there. <laughs> so I think Paco made that call, and that's not Paco's nature. He's not an angry guy, and he felt bad about it. Hey, what's up, Carl? This is Paco. Um, I want to apologize for all that hate I was feeling on the last voicemail. Um, I'd appreciate it if you did not play it. All right. I'll see you guys later, dude. You know, shout out to Kroger. All right. <laughs> I guess he uh, 
let's try to squash the beef here that he has with the other the other caller. Carl calls into the show. Hey, look at me. My name is Carl, and I'm a big, stupid jerk with a big, fat head, and I think I'm so fucking funny. Anyway, Carl, I'm a huge fan of the show. I love all your work. I just thought I'd call in and tell you we have the same first name. Love you. Love the show. I'm Carl B. Get it? Wow, Pretty that good. was a spot-on impression. I thought that was you. No, the point was is that that's how that guy talks. He wasn't doing me. Can you pay attention? Mm-hmm. Keep up over here. <laughs> Guys, we've been debating hemorrhoids on this show. Oh, shit, I should have kept Missy B on because I think she was the one we were talking to about this on Point Dabble Point. Let's get some facts, get some info here. Hello, Carl and Kindy. I'm here to answer both of your questions about hemorrhoids. Cindy, uh, chronic hemorrhoids are, I can explain it in three steps. Step one is you have chronic alcoholism. Step two is you have chronic diarrhea because of that. And then step three is because of the chronic diarrhea, you have chronic hemorrhoids. Now, Carl, your exploding hemorrhoids question, those are called thrombosed hemorrhoids. That's when a hemorrhoid fills up with blood. And if there's some kind of pressure on it or something, it can burst at which point you'll be shooting blood out of your asshole into your underwear. The more you know. <laughs> do, 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 do. We haven't had Mary Beth here in a second, so I want to ask her a question. I don't know if you've been following this lately, but uh, John was accused by a, a woman of shitting the sheets Oh yeah, in a oh, hotel yeah. room. Okay. And John's response was, I don't shit sheets, but I do have exploding hemorrhoids. And I will bleed through my underpants and jeans. Which is worse? Is my question to you. Let's say, all right, let's say um, your, your first date or your first night with Brian Johnson, you're all excited, st- spending the night at your place and you're over at his. Which is the deal breaker of those two things? Well, with Brian, there's no deal breaker because, okay. you know, I'll accept him. All right, let's say you're with Andy. For all the explosions. <laughs> let's say you're, you're spending a night with <laughs> yeah. Andy before you meet Brian. Which okay. is the deal breaker? <laughs> I think I think the bleeding through the pants, like that's pretty yeah, bad. It's pretty fucking but... bad, right? That's disgusting. <laughs> like you, you shit yourself, you go, oh, "My bad, I won't do that again." But your hemorrhoid explodes. You're like, "How often does this happen?" Like, yeah, it's like, "What are you on your period?" Like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they're both embarrassing, but I don't know that one makes it you know, off the hook for the other. Kindy, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so I have I have actually thought about this. I think the hemorrhoids are worse. Yeah, why is that? Because uh, you know a lot of you guys don't necessarily wipe all the way. Mm. So once in a while, a streak, okay. But the, <laughs> yeah. the hemorrhoids, hold on a second. Just... You, you've been with guys who don't wipe their assholes. Well, are you from New Jersey? My ex-husband. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, I think there's a, there's a book called Everybody Poops. There's not a book called Everybody Explodes Blood Out of Their Ass and Ruins Their Jeans. Not yet, but I see an opportunity there. Yeah. Andy. Pop-up book. Because <laughs> oh, no. of 3D glasses. Hey, Carla, I just wanted to thank you because uh, I've been going back listening to old episodes and staying pretty relevant. So pretty much all I've been listening to lately for the past month or two is WATP. Smart. Learn something new about myself. 
I in, get enraged when I have someone roll their tongue now, thanks to the ending of, of your wonderful show. Like, it, it, it happened at my wife's work the other day. Chick behind the counter just rolls her tongue, and I just want to reach across the counter and slam her face into it. So, um, yeah, thank you for my new discovery, and uh, thank you. Fuck goodbye. <laughs> Who hates that? It's the most fun I part do. of the show. I hate that. Unless really? Corbett's doing it, I can't stand that. Oh, when Potato's doing it, it's funny, though. Mm-hmm. Gary in San Diego called in. Hey, Carl. Gary in San Diego. Well, I guess it turns out that both Vince and John have teamed up to pretend they've got pictures of uh, your wife in the nude. And they're threatening to post them. At least they were at one point. And then John later recants. Well, I never really had those pictures. I don't have pictures. They don't exist. So what do you think about that? Him uh, threatening to post some pictures and teaming up with Vin. Boy, they're they're laugh riot together, those guys. Uh, I think they're stuck together now like two tar babies. Anyway, I'd like to hear what you think about all that. Rock and roller, Carl. <laughs> keep on rocking in the free world. Okay, so he called in three more times, and he's working out his new sign-off is yeah. "Keep on rocking in the free world, rock and roller." So he was just trying that out on that call. But I have to tell you, there was a call that came in where somebody said that they pictured Gary looks like Wilford Brimley, and so I got an email from Gary in San Diego with a photo of him. And he does the <laughs> fucking person nailed it. He's got the exact same mustache as Wilford Brimley. I was very impressed. He even said that uh, Judy was floored by that call <laughs> because they nailed it so much. He called back with a pretty interesting theory. Hey, Carl, Gary in San Diego. Well, you know how on every podcast, John vehemently complains that trolls and haters are calling his mother at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. Don't do it. But in actuality, I think that what he's doing is encouraging the trolls and haters to call his mother, and eventually he's hoping she's going to have a nervous breakdown and a heart attack and drop dead. And his ultimate plan is to swoop in before his relatives find out, brother and sister that is, and he's going to grab all of her assets. That's his ultimate goal. So don't believe him when he says, hey, haters and trolls, don't call my mom. Yeah, he thinks he protests too much. Anyway, that's what that's it from San Diego. Carl, <laughs> keep rocking in the free world. Rock and roll up. All right, now listen closely. <laughs> listen to this. That was pretty good. <laughs> I think he's asking Judy if he did a good job or not on that call. Sometimes he doesn't hang up. There are a lot of times when it'll go on for the entire three minutes to the max limit for the voicemail, and you hear him go up to his bedroom or something and then start talking to Siri about putting on different channels on Sirius XM and stuff. It's fascinating look into the world of uh, Gary in San Diego, uh, but... What was he talking about again? I already forgot. <laughs> <laughs> what was his theory? Does anyone remember what he just said? Oh, he oh, wants his mom. He wants his mom to die so he can inherit all of her stuff. That's right. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Sounds right. 
Andy, you won't believe this. Von Miller called into the show. Okay. I always get excited when celebrities call in. Ladies, you probably don't know this. Linebacker for the Buffalo Bills. Got into some legal trouble recently, but still was able to call in. Hey, Carl. It's your buddy, uh, Von Miller. I'm really sorry, but I'm not going to... Something came up, and I'm not going to be able to do the show this weekend. Um, maybe we can reschedule at some point, but... Um, I'm not sure when that's going to be. All right. I'll say hi to Matt Lewinsky for you. Okay. So <laughs> Von Miller uh, accused of beating up his pregnant girlfriend. Not a great look. Nate from Flint, Michigan, calling into the show. Hey, Carl. Nate from Flint, Michigan. Hey, Lucy isn't just winning because she's an attractive person who was born with a gash. She's going up against three, I hesitate to say hideous monsters, but I also am struggling to find another phrase. <laughs> Take me back. Hideous monsters. Have you seen Chris's hair? Oh. It's amazing. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't know. Last I checked, I was doing okay in the polls, sir. That's true. Andy, you're, wow, you're going to be insufferable if you win this round. <laughs> Not looking forward to that. Hey, Carl. Uh, Andy dropped some major knowledge on the last episode. He said, uh, Curly. People with curly hair want straight hair. People with straight hair want curly hair. Small-bodied people want to be large-bodied, and large-bodied people want to be small-bodied. And I want you to know that people with straight feet want club feet, and people with club feet want straight feet. And uh, it's going to be okay because people also with straight teeth want crooked teeth. You fucking asshole. <laughs> Sounded like a fine call, and then it really took a turn there. Unreal. Oh, our I, I don't have the voicemail. It was way too long. But our half-black gay listener called in. He had a lot to say, but one of the things that he said was, he thinks, Andy, you need a, a better gimmick. He <laughs> thinks you should get a puppet called Trucky. Okay. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Trucky and Tukey, just saying. Yeah, I want. I, I need like an avatar, like a potato esque, you know, eyes, Cardiff eyes who? and mouth on a truck. Yeah, yeah. All right, you're in. Get my eyes on the headlights. <laughs> All right, this is. Uh, oh, someone's calling me Richard Christie from the Howard Stern Show. You know, Carl, I finally figured out after listening to you for all these years. I figured out what's wrong with you. You're the Richard Christie of podcasting. Family Guy's my favorite. The Simpsons my favorite. The Beatles are my favorite. Ween's my favorite. Weezer's my favorite. The Buffalo <laughs> Bills are my favorite. The Detroit Lions are my favorite. Howard Stern's my favorite. Opie and Anthony's my favorite. Getting spit roasted my favorite. Getting skull fucks my favorite. <laughs> the fuck up. I got lots of favorites. What about every episode of the show where he points out things that aren't his favorite that's true i do point out there's a number of things i don't like very much although everything on the screen right now aside from kindy is doing pretty good i love to say <laughs> you two are both my favorite all right <laughs> one more uh voicemail coming in do you mary beth do you are you familiar with richard christie from the howard stern show yeah yeah he's he <laughs> i was just gonna say he's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> he really is one of my favorite guys on that show. Uh, huge fan of his. Carl, I just want to thank you for getting me turned on to the Stuttering Sex Fest podcast. That dude is really doing the Lord's work. Uh, 
I was putting it over the loudspeaker in the warehouse all week, and I now have three kids in their mid-20s working out there. That on Monday morning, had no idea who Stuttering John was, and for the past four days, have been walking around the warehouse going, Thank you for spreading the holiday cheer. That's awesome. Yeah, Stuttering Sex Pest on YouTube is putting together these compilations of all of our old Stuttering John segments going mm-hmm. back years, hours and hours of material and uh, fun to go catch up on to see what you missed or just remember what you forgot, I guess. Carl, I have to I have to bring up, we kind of breeze past this a little quickly though, but if I'm remembering my TESD lore correctly... Brian is boys with Richard Christie. Yeah, from, yeah, from yeah, Richard Christie's <laughs> dr- Richard Christie's sick drumming and Brian's mm. metal fandom. They, no they do shits. know each other. Yeah. All yeah. right, maybe I'm gonna have to try to be friends with Brian now if he knows Richard. <laughs> try to get <laughs> try to get it in with him. That's awesome. A good guy to know. Yeah. <laughs> him and uh, what's his uh, his wife's name? Christie. Christy Christie. Christy Christie and Richard Christie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So again, Mary Beth, the only fans is Mary Beth Rosie. Mary Beth Rosie. Mary Beth with an I. And Rosie with an I. And Rosie with an I E. Kindy. I'm glad you're feeling better. You're looking well for Thanks. once. Thank you. Congratulations, all of that. I wish I could say the same. I know. I wish you could too. Be nice, even if you lied to me every now and again. Would it kill you? It might. (laughs) Okay, bye. Go fuck yourselves. Have a good week. Okay, folks. Guess what? The episode's over. (laughs) Bye. A plane has hit Ivory Watch at Carly. Mom. Boom. Boom. Mary Beth, you're one of the few women that I don't hate.